This episode of Unbiased Bias is sponsored by Not a Damn Thing. So if you have a sponsorship, you have an advertisement you would like us to promote, here's where you would drop it and here's where we would display it. Also, if you love hip hop and just good old conversation between good friends, roll on over and check out my man Dominican Johnny's The Don't Overthink It podcast. Good podcast, good guests, good music, good topics. Again, that's Dominican Johnny and the Don't Overthink It podcast. Now let's start the show. Yeah, the fellas. Well, welcome back to another episode of Unbiased by Us. Like that title, by the way. That's a dope title. Yeah, you know, I try to I try to be as unbiased as possible when I speak. But the by us, that, that's a but by us, yeah. Nice wordplay. By us for it, you know, kinda like Fubu. You're a lyricist. Bars. For us, by us. Bars. Did you see uh Jesus is my nigga though? Yeah, I did. Okay, see that. I just want to make sure. I just want to make that was one of the most amazing things I have ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> I mean, I want to laugh. I kind of want to cry. You know what I'm saying? I want to beat the hell out of them, but I want to hug them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I think that the what they were trying to do was admirable. Yeah. They was trying to bring it down to young kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, let's 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 reach them where they are. <laughs> they use the word nigga a lot. And he and, and the way he struggled to get that out, the first one, <laughs> Jesus is money. I was like, oh, Yo, all right, all right. Even better than that is the freaking video, dude. Yo, the video is crazy. <laughs> the dude in the background. <laughs> yeah. What about when they was like, he was at the train station. With the, uh, the bars behind him, he had sunglasses on and his white polo. I was like, oh, my man. If y'all have not seen that video, Jesus Christ is my nigga. You need to go to YouTube. It's fire. I'm, I'm mad I missed it all this time. It's, I know, it's pretty old. Yeah. I, I mean, I, not, not that old, like maybe five years or so. But I remember watching it. I think I was in here. We used to have a, a shift in here that came in at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And there's nothing like watching something like that. Or oh, yeah, yeah. discovering something in the like morning. that at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm in here by myself, <laughs> like, not even believing what I'm saying, dude. Like, no, no, they didn't make a video out of this. But like I said, I think that they're, what they were trying to do was admirable. They were trying to reach people. Yeah. Because I, I remember when I was a deacon... And, and one of the things that we had to do was we had to preach a sermon. Mm-hmm. So we, they gave us a subject to preach on is the seven things that Jesus said from the cross. And my thing was, my uh, saying was, I thirst. Like when he was on the cross, if you believe in that type of thing, he asked, he was thirsty. Right. And I'm like, the way I broke it down, I was like, yo, what he was actually, he wasn't just physically thirsty. He was actually spiritually thirsty. You know what I'm saying? His, his father had abandoned him. Everybody had abandoned him. You know right. what I'm saying? And when he said, I thirst, he meant it in more ways than one. But what I did was, I, I took, I stole a line from Most Deaf at the end of my sermon and, and what was the cash rules, everything around me. Move. Mm-hmm. And I got admonished for that. After the, after I preached the sermon, oh, we don't need to talk about the Wu-Tang Clan over the pulpit. Like, wow. Why not? 
These, this is what the kids, right? Uh, they gonna remember that. Yeah, they ain't gonna remember you up there with the thus thigh, and they, they ain't gonna remember that crap. I know I didn't. But if somebody <laughs> break it down to like, oh, I know the oh, cash rules everything around me. Move, okay, yeah. that makes sense. And then you know you might be like, well, where they say that? And then you you know put somebody on the, the Dante. Yeah, Dante. That that you know what we were talking about music the last time, and I, like I said, I don't want to sound like an old man. Because I was saying that there wasn't too much hip hop out there to listen to. Last 10 years, I consider these guys still new artists. I got to give Tyler, the creator, his props. Absolutely. Because that dude came out with an entire, I mean, he created a legacy. Look at the people he bought out. Absolutely. He had a whole crew. What Kendrick is doing right now, I mean, his, his new album is. Is he in London right now? I don't know. My son went to CC, went to go see him. He was like, it, it wasn't a rap show. It was a performance. This dude. See, that's put what's it up. So he's just more than what we, you know, what we perceived him as in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look like he came off kind of auspicious. Yeah. I'm the king of New York and you from Compton. Yeah. And everybody was kind of afraid, hey, afraid to respond. Though. Yeah, everybody was up in arms, but who came back at him? Well, <laughs> I mean, Joel Ortiz was the first out the gate, and it was fire. Did he give him something? Yeah, he gave him something. Okay. And, you know, some people followed, but I think what Kendrick wanted to do in that moment, he did it. He got got people reinvigorated to spit, basically. I mean, it's like, excuse me, hip-hop needed a kick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of stagnant. It needs, like, it needs a few more, though, too. Yeah, still. it still needs some kids. But like I said, I didn't want to come off like an old man because Tyler, that dude, and, and CeCe, my, my middle son, turned me on to him. And the first time I saw him was, of course, Yonkers. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this dude eating this roach? And the video was stark and black and white, and he's just sitting on the stool. I'm like, the beat was different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, freaking uh, after that, CeCe kept begging me, Dad, can I get this album Wolf mm-hmm. by Tyler, the creator? And I was like, well, you got to watch, you know, because I knew he was kind of a horrorcore kind of guy in the beginning. I was like, nah. Yeah. You know, and then I, I was like, go ahead and get it, man. And then he begged me for like two weeks, Dad, you got to listen to this album. I'm like, dude, I ain't really into the new artist, man. And then I listened to it. And I was like, this guy. You know, yeah, he, Tyler, something else. Yeah, but uh, and he does his own thing. I, I really, I really like that. He does his own thing. Yeah, he don't come out trying to sound like nobody else, trying to do what everybody else is doing. He's always been his own man. And like I said, when you come out leading a troop of people, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And then look what it turned into. It turned into the internet. Sid, Sid, uh, Sid, Sid, the dude. I don't even know if she calls herself that anymore. I just said now. I love the internet. Dude, come together. All you know, all three of their albums, and they probably have more. Yeah. And I'm I'm just out, but those first three. So I, I I didn't listen. The only one I listened to was uh, what's the one with Come Together on it? That's the last. That's the last one, one, one I had. Um, Hive Mind. Hive Mind. Yeah. yeah. That that you know, and, and that's from Tyler, man. You know, and then he kind of did, he got them all out there, and then he kind of let them go. Like, all right, I got you, mm-hmm. you start, do your thing. I think Taco's like a DJ now. Uh, yeah, Jasper's on uh, 
Jackass. Yeah, that's right. He was on Jackass. Yeah, Jasper makes yeah. me laugh, dude. Him and his dad, the Dark Shark. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Dark but you know, shark. and and like I said, Kendrick, and there's there's a couple more uh, um, JPEG Mafia. I uh, got turned on to that. Um, Colin turned me on to Lord Apex. Yeah, you what know about Coast Contra. Um, I don't think I ever heard too too much from them. Coast Contra's fire. Yeah, and I didn't realize. Wait a minute, is that the two the dudes in the that twins. cipher? Yes. Oh my God. They yeah. are Razkaz's sons. Get out of here, man! I'm old as dirt. Didn't know that. Nope. Yeah, I, I remember. Yet. I remember him talking about them being born. That's and how much time here. has gone by because he's one of my favorite lyricists. And just, I like Razkaz. I was like, damn. All right. Is he still doing we stuff? Old. He does, but not as much. Know, music out landscape there. for the old heads, I feel like it's different now. Right. But. uh yeah, I can't say that I just gave up on hip-hop. I just think that the distinction between hip-hop and rap is even more stark than it ever was before. Right. You know what I mean? Because we used to call, because, I mean, I hate to break it down, but KRS-One broke it down like that. He was like, rap is the, 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 the monetary side of this type of music. Yeah. Hip-hop is the culture. You know and what I'm I saying? And I love hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I mean, I, 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 rap is I, cool. Man. But hip hop itself, I remember uh, um, in 1977, uh, my uncle. Before my time. Yeah, he was. I'm 10 years older than this man, but we. Uh, my uncle Jimmy lived in Queens, and he married this Puerto Rican lady named Vicky, and she had two daughters and a son. And one, the son, I think I'm like seven. He's probably 16, and I got to experience that New York beginning a hip-hop culture because junior his nickname his name real name is ralph Ernest, right but his name his nickname was junior and junior when i first met him he took a liking to me so he just took me around the neighborhood and he would be battling people on the street and i either got to carry his box that's fire or i got to carry his cardboard right and you know it was like you see each other on the street and, what's up what's up and Yo, put my box on, put this joint on right here. That's the first time, to me, like when we talk about hip hop, that's the first time I really understood what hip hop was. Because when he told me, we were, we were going, he was in a group called the Lawbreakers. And I forgot it was some dudes he was battling. And he told me to put this tape in. I remember looking at the tape, and the tape was weird because I, I never heard a name like this. It said Run slash DMC. Mm hmm. And I'm like, what is one DMC? So I put the tape in and press play. And to me, what came out is the standard of what hip hop is today. A beat and a rhyme. Because mm -hmm. the song that was played was Sucker MCs. Oh, I, I, I had that in my head already. So Two years said, ago. DMC, I, like, that's my go-to. That's the first thing I hear. I hear that, that snare. Word. Word. I mean, yeah, snare rest in first. peace, Jam Master J. But if you listen to this song, there's no sampling in it. Nope. There's no hand clap. It was hand claps, but there's nothing in it but a beat and a rhyme. And to me, that set the standard for what hip hop was. I don't think there's a bass line in that. There's nothing. It's boom, boom, cat, cat, boom, cat. That's it. And run is just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Larry put me inside. It's Captain Lack. The chauffeur drove off and we never came back. You know what I'm saying? You, yo, he's talking that slick stuff. All right, let me ask you a question. You're a little bit younger than me. What MC 
did you hear for the first time that let you know that hip hop wasn't just party music? This is some serious art. Um, I'll say the first. Damn, that's tough. That's the tough. one that made you say, you know what? This ain't no throw your hands in the air. This dude's talking about something. That's tough. Um, I'm gonna say my first was. Oh man, it's between LL. I'm bad, mm. and this is gonna sound crazy, but it, it is what it is. Kumo D, oh. how you like me now? And that was a direct diss to LL. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, it was. I mean, word. That's when I was like, okay, this is serious. Because I wasn't around for uh, Kumo D when he this busy beat. I wish I was there for that. Dude, I heard it was I heard it was I, incredible. What, what was I watching? It was a beef. Uh, yeah, I heard it was incredible. <laughs> what was sad about that is that he didn't even know. He didn't even, he didn't know. even know it was coming. He came out there doing the throwing, doing the MC, the mic controller yeah. stuff and Kumo D came out and crushed him. Yep. And he's sitting there in the sideline like, dude, what I ain't even say nothing. Well, my man, Ice Cube, son, I ain't even say nothing about them. Say nothing about. All right, all right, all right. Okay. But he couldn't come back. Yeah, that was um that that was that was my first, and when I really really was like, okay, this is my thing. Like this is where I. There's no going back. Right. Like I can't just turn hip hop off. No. Like I was already doing graffiti and stuff, and you know. The culture, Spray man. Stuff I wasn't supposed to be trying to break dance. Yeah, but when I heard, and I'll, I'll just start the line, and you know what I'm saying. I got it going on. Mm. So who's up next? Of that, go, Reggie. Drop, like everybody girl, else was cool. All the other hip hop I heard Noble, was cool. Man. I like EPMD. I loved, you know, Public Enemy was a little over me. Right, right. It was a little over, but I, I liked it. NWA was more like. Oh, I can. I'm, I'm gonna listen to this, and my mom ain't gonna know. Yes, that you sneaking to listen. You to know, that Ice Cube. It that's that was all that. But when I heard Reggie, mm. that was on the uh, was over. unfinished business. I got it going on. Yep. I was like, yo, who is who is Redman? Yep. And then his first album. One thing I always liked about Redman is that he's a serious MC. He's a serious lyricist. He can seriously rap. But he never takes himself too seriously, nope. dude. And I, I got I have friends that uh shout out to my man Johnny. Um he didn't like when Red Man started getting more funny. He liked the the grittier Red Man. And I heard a couple people say that. Right. Me, I love it all. Like Reggie's Reggie. Reggie, to yeah. That to me, humor is part of who he is. I love it. I love it all. Look That's at his videos, guy. man. Them videos yes. are actual comedy classics. That that is my guy. That is that is the one. That I was like, okay, hip hop is here to stay. Like I loved Heavy D, I loved everything. Right, right, right. I don't know what it is with Reggie. When Reggie hit, and then that first album. Mm, what the album? Man, look. Yeah, yeah Red, Red Man. When you come out and your first album is a sustainable classic, I don't care how old it is. Like Thirty Six Chambers, that's never going to be an old album. Never. And that's the thing. Like, I can throw on Red's first album, and I still know it line for line. Yeah, that's, I do. I, I'm, I, I could probably get like 60% it, of it on a good day. It still sounds great. Yeah. It don't sound dated at all. Like, sonically, it sounds good. Yep. It, I mean, it was mixed well. It, yep. it just, 
and the skits on there, everything on that album was just, just yeah. Just and that's fire. when I started paying attention to sampling. Right. I knew I. EPMD. Superman lover. Oh man. When he, yo, when he killed oh. that, and then you found out about Johnny Guitar Watson. Yes. Because that's his song. Because I would I would open the thing and yeah. I was like, who's all right? And they call it an interpolation. Yeah. And I had to go and search for the records and like that's a lost art. We don't really talk about that. What's that? The just the opening the insert of the album and seeing who did what, who engineered, where, like you said, uh, we was talking yesterday, mm-hmm. and you said Parliament, they did they did uh, the mothership yeah, down the street yeah. from where you live. And yep. it, no today, idea. Today, we, we, don't, we don't really have that. I love Apple Music. I love being able to hit a button and download a random song whenever I feel like it. Yeah. But I did love the experience of getting the album tearing that plastic off, pulling out the sleeve, because you never knew what was on the sleeve. A lot of people put a lot of artwork into the sleeves of the album, even CDs. CDs used to come with the lyrics. Yep. So you can sit there and read along. And it's the technology, it's like we talked about music not having any soul. It's like you had to work to make sounds. Now you don't have to work to make them sound, so the, the, the soul is going out of it. It's the same thing with the music industry. Don't get me wrong, I love the technology. I could think of a random song, look it up, and bang, I got it. Yeah. But I don't have the physical copy. It's in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's you cool. You don't, get all the, you don't get all the knowledge behind it. The, the Roots albums I like because they always had stories behind. Well, maybe not always, but I know um, what album, uh, and it might be my favorite Roots album, which is up for debate. Um, Do you want more? Uh, no. Um, damn. Rising Down. Rising Down is incredible. Rising Down, every song on there, and, and Questlove said it before I even read it, every song on there to me could either start or finish the album. Right. That is an, a phenomenal album, but if you read the inserts, they talk about how the process came together, You know how things, some things did fall apart. I just saw something where Questlove that. said that he hated that time. There was something going on with the roots that when they recorded that album, he was like, I look I look back at it and I'm glad it's out there, but yeah, I don't feel good. It's like yeah. what Fife said about uh the love movement. Yeah. And I think the love movement, that's when J D really got involved. I liked it. I like the love, love the love movement. movement, but he said that because of what was going on with him and Tip, he didn't enjoy that time. Yeah. And I'm like, it didn't sound like it, bro. Matter of fact, rest in peace, Fife. We're talking about Oh, absolutely. Fife Doug Fife Diggy's gone, bro. I, th- I think that's the first time my wife saw me cry. To be honest with you, I remember waking Cece up. I'm in the I'm in the bathroom, five thirty in the morning, and you know I got my phone out. I look and I see that he died. And talking about impact, I knocked on Cece because when Cece was still living with me, and I knocked on his door and I leaned in. He, you know, all sleepy eyed. I'm like, Yo, man, Fife died, man. And his eyes just wide. What? Yep. And I'm sitting in there, and by myself, tears just falling. Because these these dudes are contemporaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We saw, you know, Fife come in from the... I didn't know he was that sick. Yeah. You know and what I mean? It makes you think about your own mortality. Yeah. All the, all the different... It's like... It's like you're, you're growing up, your childhood, coming into manhood. A piece of that was taken away. And that's, you know, uh, when I said... We were sitting and we were watching SNL because I knew they were going to perform. Yeah. 
because I don't usually watch SNL. Right. I never, I never thought SNL was was that great. I just did. There was periods where it was incredible. I didn't. Yeah, some periods. But but yeah. I was too young when it was great. For, right, right, for, right, right. You know, and not you to didn't take see away the whole emergence it. of your namesake, yeah. Eddie Murphy. But we were watching it, and I'm like, all right, tribes are gonna perform, and I knew, you know, I knew. It was gonna have some emotional tie. Yeah. And then they held up like a picture, yo. and I was no good. I was no good. And she was like, "Oh, baby," and I'm like, "Yo, I you didn't know understand. this was happening." And see, that happened to me with Prince when I had, came that and hit me said too. that. That it hit was me like too. That somebody like died at Paisley Park. The first thing that popped in my head is that somebody was touring Paisley Park, yeah. had a heart attack. Yep. Never it couldn't it be, be him. him. It's not yeah. him. I denied it until I saw it. I went home and turned on CNN. And I, it said, Prince, R.I.P. And I'm like, are you... How is that dude dead? I just He was just on TV like a couple of days before that. I know he looked skinny. I'll be honest. I don't want to be disrespectful at all. So if this comes off disrespectful <clears throat> to anyone, please. But Prince was so dope and so mysterious. Mm. What if he just chilling? He's like, yeah, well, I just, <laughs> I like think about think about be. everything that he went through in the last ten years of his career. Yep. He might be like, I'm, I'm stepping of, off. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm to going an to island. And I'm going to be by myself with about 40, 50 women. I'm going to step off. He, uh, yo, it was funny because the the line you quoted the other day popped up on my feed today. Don't get my seat all wet. <laughs> but the back to the original question, I remember discovering hip-hop for the first time. I tell this story all the time. I probably told you this story 25 times. Is like I grew up in a Christian household. And it wasn't just Christian. It was holiness household. Yeah. There was no secular music being played, certain TV shows we couldn't watch, whatever, whatever. So anyway, this particular day, everybody was out the house because I took every opportunity I could that when my parents weren't there, see what was on the radio because yeah. I felt so sheltered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the kids at school was doing they new was dances. And I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, man, yeah. I don't know nothing. I'm talking about Walter Hawkins and James Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Caesar. <laughs> and they talk about Michael Jackson and the, the Gap Band and the Daz Band. Now, eventually, I caught up. Yo, he said Walter Hawkins, <laughs> yo. I'm talking about, uh, y'all heard that new Andre Crouch song? <laughs> Who the hell is Andre Crouch? But anyway, <clears throat> I remember going, and my mom and dad had the, the stereo that was actually a piece of furniture. You open up the flip top. Oh, yeah, yeah, had yeah. Had your radio on one side. Yeah. Had extra needles for your stereo. Then they had the the, uh, um, the, the <laughs> turntable. Yeah. So I turned on the radio, and I'm, I'm from Newport News, Virginia, and there was a station down there called W-O-W-I. I still, W-O-W-I, wowie. That was their call tag, right? So I hear this bass line. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. And the first thing that popped in my mind was Sheik's song. Good times. Doom, doom. Yeah. These are. And I was like, oh, that's my song. And right when I was about to say good times, I heard, well, a hip, ha, a hip to the hip, the hip, hip, a hop, you don't stop the rocket to the bang. But <laughs> I was like, I was completely perplexed. I'm like, what the freak I is he love to doing? See your face. I would love to see I your face. I couldn't figure out what he was. Is he singing? Is he just talking? What is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could not believe it. I remember calling my boy Travis Garrett on the phone because I went to school the next day. And I ain't even know what to say. I'm like, yo, did you did you hear that that one song, the uh 
the hippity hop um, chicken tastes like wood thing. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Rapper's Delight. My dad just bought it for me. And he was like, yo, they got the lyrics on the back of the 12-inch. Yeah. I remember calling Travis that night and, like, sitting there with a notepad and writing down, all right, what's the next line? Chicken tastes like wood. Okay, next. And because I had to know what it was. So from that point on, it was like, I don't even know. We Hip-hop hadn't even been invented yet. Yeah. The, the phrase hip-hop. It was just rap. But the, the MC that made me sit up and be like, okay, this is different. This ain't just party music, was one Rakim. Oh, man. The first time. How could I forget Rock? Yeah, that, that was the when I realized that this is some serious stuff right here. When the brother was talking about, he took something as simple as writing a rhyme on a notebook pad. He changed the way we did bars, too. Like Everything he, was he, different. He wasn't yelling. Nah. He wasn't over, yo, yo. He was, yo, just I start to think, and then I sink into the paper. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he yeah. changed everything. And then after that, bands started coming up because the first serious rap song was The Message. Right. Broken glass everywhere. It was like, yo, that's dope. You know what I mean? That's that's how they living in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then after that, and that was, was all, real. It, it was real. Yo, we talking about early 80s New York. It was real. It, it was pretty freaking horrible. But anyway, I was talking about being in, in New York in the 70s uh, with my cousin, my, my marriage, taking me around and his break dads and truth. This is during the time that the son of Sam. Yeah. And the blackout. Yeah. Happened at the same time. All right? Because like I said, my cousin Junior, he took a liking to me. He showed me how to set up. Uh, he took some chairs out the kitchen. And when he got some blankets and put it over, made it like a little tent. And I'm sitting there like, I'm like seven years old. Like, oh, wow, I've never done this before. And we're sitting there watching Ultraman. All of a sudden, Oh, you was in the blackout. I was in, in New black. York. Oh, man. And, and I just seen... They, were, they had shown a sketch of the Son of Sam. Oh. So when you're a kid, things look different. Yeah. And he looked weird. And then the lights were off. And I'm talking about over the course of the night, it went from people just talking to screaming, windows breaking. You know what I'm saying? We woke up the next morning. We was in my uncle's house. Somebody had doused his front door with gasoline. You know what I mean? It was chaotic. But during that time, like I said, when I heard sucker MCs and... You know, Run wasn't really talking about no deep subject. Yeah. He was just talking about who he was. A little bragging. What he was experiencing. You know what I'm saying? That slick yeah. stuff. But when Rakim came along, man, everything got serious. Yeah. Cause soon after that you started hearing people like like I said, uh, my Uzi weighs a ton. Public enemy came out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yo, this is some, this is what is this? You know what I mean? And then what what NWA came out in what, eighty eight? 80, yeah, 88. 87. And I remember if you NWA want to talk about and with the posse. Right, and the posse. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> NWA and the posse. I got a fat girl on my jock. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that song, and I was like, NWA. I'm like, whatever, man. And then the first time you hear that, you were now about to witness the strength, the street. Knowledge. Oh, man. And that beat. And the first verse, you first person you hear is one Mr. Ice Cube, straight out of Compton. It was like, yo, what? Mr. How, how can you say that on record? You can't say that. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And they said it. And, you know, none of them was really living that. You know what was dope, though, is because Cube was younger, 
he didn't he didn't have that we're not supposed to do this type of thing right probably so because he was writing early on right so you know as a kid we kind of we don't know all the laws and the rules and the you know consequences so and i don't know if that's a thing i'm just saying i could see that him just because they probably were like yo we can't say this he, why not yeah, you, you heard the occasional damn or something like that on record, but not yeah. like that. Well, and I did notice, man. See, and this is what I'm talking about, about being younger. Because when you're younger, things pass you. They go over your head. Right. So, I'm bad. <laughs> I, I didn't hear the motherfucker in there. I didn't hear that until right, right, later. Right. Because you heard the, probably the radio version. What nah, I had, the, it out. I had the record. My, had dad the had the, record? my dad had the record. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to reenact that record so bad. I didn't Dude. know where I could go and stand on somebody's car <laughs> in a sweatsuit and just. I wanted to BL. Yo, LL was so ferocious. Or that nobody can rock quite like I can. I take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. Like, what, like, I mean. Oof, who this? You know what? Dude? He should do that. He should. He should. I don't know why he didn't. He should create Cool J cookies. You do. I would have bought some. It'd have been. It'd have been easy marketing. Oreos eat Cool J cookies. I'm bad. Easy marketing. And, and you know his backstory is awesome too, dude. He forced his way in. Yeah, he did. Because Russell Rush didn't even want to listen to yeah, him. Like, who is this kid, man? And he was like, he just came up in his box. office, put his box down, and Russ That's signed him. So you got to do it. And now here we are, what, 40 years later? And he he just won like a, um, what's the, the the awards where they have the presidential awards or something like that? Oh, they got the rainbow joint. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't remember what that's called. A hip-hop artist won that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that showed you how far hip-hop has come. Now, one thing I don't like is the exploitation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I just, you know, saw one of these new rappers. It was a commercial for like, I don't know, some kind of drink or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? Hip-hop was awesome because it was accessible to us, but you always felt like it was a secret thing. Because yeah. not everybody knew what, you know what I'm saying? And, and then, back then, you couldn't just get in. No. You couldn't. You like you had to be dope. And you didn't even want to attempt to try to get in and rhyme if you didn't believe that you was dope. Right. Because you was either, you might get you might get stomped out. KRS once said that. He was like, yo, if we hooked up to the telephone pole yeah. and bought the turntables out and all set the of, mic out effort. and you come and pick up that mic you, and you was whack, he was like, you may get beat up, get your chain snatched, yeah. get your sneakers taken. That's how serious. We're going to humiliate you. It was. Yeah, you don't come up here and with some ABC 123 crap. And just expect to walk away because we 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 risking getting busted by the cops and everything yeah. else to do this stuff. And here you come, yo yo yo, and I got to. And they used to say that all the time, like uh, whoever pick up this was, mic, you pick up this mic. It gotta be dope. <laughs> you better, better be, be dope. dope. <laughs> we got dudes waiting to rush you. You yeah. thought Sandman Simmons was bad? Yeah. We got Boogie and and E Man and, and Ray Ray rocking the mic. <laughs> Standing there, and the crowd ain't moving, and you just see some angry dudes up front, like a match. you out. Oh, let me think of something. Oh, what you got up there? <laughs> you ain't got nothing, dude. But here's another thing about hip hop, man. It turns so many people on. Like you said in the, in the last joint, you said that in the '80s you still had rock and pop. And see, I grew up in the MTV era too. 
And that turned me on to a lot of rock and roll or or, or other types of music. Because I grew up in a black household. Yeah. Even the gospel we listened to was black folks. Yeah. All the music we listened to was black folks. And I remember when MTV came out, I don't know if you remember uh, the old uh, cable boxes used to have the classified channel. Right? It was just a channel that just showed, it was almost like a, a digital newspaper. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's going on in the community. Yeah. And it was like coming soon to, uh, I think we had Cox Cable back then. Coming soon to Cox Cable, MTV, music television. And I remember going to school and having debates. What is music television? Mm-hmm. And my idea was like, you know what? I think they show a picture of the band and then they play a song behind it. So we, everybody was talking about it. Was swept to school, and me and my sister couldn't wait. And our parents was at work and everything. And finally, it popped on channel 25 on the box. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I remember Mark Goodman came out. Hello, so this he was is, there for the. the I saw initial... the, the premiere, 1981 summertime. I think it was August 1981. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I go. We couldn't wait to see what this MTV. And the first video they played, everybody knows this now. This video killed the radio star. And I'm like, man, this is the corniest garbage I have ever by the Buggles. I think the group was called the Buggles. I was like, we were waiting on it. If you was waiting on it, that's waiting on it for months. And video killed the radio. I was like, what the freak, man? We turned away. But here's the funny part about it: we 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 had the old cable boxes that had the hundred channels on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nothing was on. So we ended up going right back around to 25. And I saw a vision of loveliness. The second video ever played on MTV was Pat Benatar, You Better Run. Now, I don't know if you ever seen that video. Short hair, striped shirt, leather pants, tough chick. You understand what I'm saying? She looked like she'll punch you in the mouth and then make you a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? She looked like she just had a tough image about her. And her husband, Greg Giraldo, on a guitar. I'd never heard a guitar sound like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was doing like triad notes and stuff like that. I was like, yo. And after that, I got in the rock because I started seeing people like The Police and Elvis Costello and mm-hmm. The Fix and all these bands like a, a, a Flock of Seagulls and Duran Duran. And this it opened up a whole new world. I don't even know what the freak MTV is so now. You, so you think you wouldn't have gotten that without MTV? No, nah, I wouldn't have gotten that, dude, because we we just didn't listen to anything outside. You said of, you lived on an all-black block. So yeah, I lived of, in an all-black neighborhood. It was a cul-de-sac, yeah. nice place. Upper crust kind of, not upper crust, but, you know, middle-class type of black folks. Right. And and we didn't, when I was a kid, we didn't listen to nothing else. Everything was black. See that's and that's funny because you we we are you know we're nine years apart yeah and I feel like you got everything at the beginning I called it in the middle right and our like when I started watching MTV there was already some rap on there like I like the cars I got from MTV word so there was some things I word. saw that's my boys but it was summer camp when okay. I went to summer camp I was usually the only black person. In the whole camp, right. I don't even mean like kid. I'm talking about <laughs> black person, the only black person purring. in a 20 mile radius. <laughs> Damn! And because of that, <laughs> I used to get asked a bunch of questions, right? Because I'm thinking I'm probably the only black, the only person, black person they've ever seen Except or really had to talk to. So I would get all these questions, and the one dude was like, "I'll never forget it," because I never, 
back then cussing as a kid, I it still wasn't me. Right. And the one kid, he was like, he was a little older. Yeah, I wish I could remember his name, cause cause he was the one. He was like, man, fuck what they asking you. What music you listening to? Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm listening to such and such and such and such and such, such. I'm just spitting off all this hip hop. Okay. And he's like, you ever heard of Metallica? Mm. And I was like, nah, nah, what's, what's Metallica? Come on over here to the cabin. Oof. And, it, and and that was my introduction. Right. And, and don't get me wrong, I was I hated my I hated my mom for sending me to camp. Yeah, because I'm like you just trying to get rid of me, <laughs> which she <laughs> probably was. Yeah, I, I, I now you know you're you a probably, parent. You know. Yeah, like it, get your get your ass out of here. Yeah, you just, smell like gunmetal yeah. and and dog licks. <laughs> and go and steal. Yeah, like go somewhere <laughs> where they going. And, and now so I, I have to see you it. for like a month. Yeah, and I appreciate it, but and that was that was the thing that opened the door, and it was right. crazy because when I came back, and I was trying to find that, or I'm playing it because mute to me music was music. Right. I, I didn't have the line of black music, white music that didn't come in. Right. Until so I, I didn't have home. the line either. It's just I didn't know nothing else. That's what I'm saying. When yeah, I got I home though, they was like, "Yo, why are you listening?" To all that white boy stuff. My brother, my oldest brother. Why you listen to all that oh, white man, boy they stuff? They used to get me with that too. And I was like. What do you mean? And he was like, you know any black rock star? So then I went on a search. And that's how I found, you know, like Bootsy Collins and, you know, like yeah, different yeah, yeah. black artists who played. And that, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy to think about how we came into things. And some of it, we didn't search for it. It kind of found Nah, it just kind of found its way. Like, like the I didn't get into hard music. Like, I love the new wave stuff. Like, I thought Duran Duran, the first time I saw, this is planet Earth. Yeah, I'm I love like, Duran yo, Duran. these dudes. And, and like I said, Flock of Seagulls and Ultravox and all these new wave bands. But there was a certain video that they used to play all the time. And I didn't like it at first. I thought it was stupid because I'd never heard guitars like that. And these dudes on stage with the shirts off and these tight pants. And I'll keep looking at it. And one day, I just sat down and watched it. And it eventually became one of my favorite bands of all time. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. They used to play, there's a video, it's on MTV now. It's Van Halen live at the Oakland Coliseum, I believe it was 1978. And they did a song called So This Is Love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the beginning of the video, David Lee Roth goes to the back of the stage, gets a gallon of Jack Daniels, take a hit off of that. You know what I'm saying? Michael Anthony had a Jack Daniels bass. You know, Eddie Van Halen with the shirt off. And I just never heard anybody do manipulate a guitar like that. I'm like, how the freak is he doing that? I'm watching Alex Van Halen on drums. And this is how how uh, important David Lee Roth was to that band. I ain't got no problem with Sammy Hagar. I like, I like Sammy too. But Van Halen, the original lineup, I thought that David Lee Roth's name was Van Halen. I didn't know it was the brothers. I didn't know it was Eddie and Alex. I thought his name was Van Halen. Yeah. But I remember being in kindergarten, like I, like I said, growing up in a, in a Christian household, when we had end-of-the-year parties, and everybody would bring records in. And I have no records to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> you could have bought that Walter. <laughs> you could have showed up with Walter. Hey, y'all, this is uh, Shirley Caesar. <laughs> 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 be like, what? 
But I remember this, I don't know how I remember this one dude, this kid's name. He was a little uh, little blonde haired kid with glasses. He looked like Peter Billingsley yeah. from Christmas Story. Yeah. And he bought in Kiss. I was made for loving you, baby. Mm-hmm. And then he bought in a fifth of Beethoven. And then he bought in Van Halen Fair Warning. And I remember looking at the album cover. And the album cover was weird because it's like a montage of all these little scenes. There's a guy on top of a guy beating him up. And, you know, it looks like a chaos, chaotic type scene. Yeah. And that was when I was in kindergarten. And then all these years later, I see, I was like, oh, that's that band that, that Casey bought in. And they eventually became one of my all-time favorite bands, not just because of Eddie's playing, but the original Van Halen lineup, so much swagger, mm-hmm. so much I don't care. You know what I'm saying? We coming at you hard. And I saw a documentary on them, and, and they talked about how even in the beginning when they were doing cover songs, they were so good. They made they did a backyard party one time, and 5,000 people showed up to the point where the cops had to come and break it up because they were that good. Music, man. And then uh, I think Gene Simmons came along and saw them because they were called Mammoth at first. And Gene Simmons came and gave them $1,000 to go record their first album. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Gene Simmons, they said, said he never paid them back either. Which back then, that's <laughs> a lot of money. $1,000? Heck yeah. You talking about like 1977? That's a lot of money. But MTV and hip-hop was a bridge to me learning about rock and roll. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I watched all the stuff on MTV. But when, when you start having people like Evil D and DJ Premier come around and they start to sample it, I always wanted to know where the sample came from. I discovered Steely Dan that way. Because uh, uh, who was that? De La Soul's first album. They used um, Peg. Yeah. I yeah. know I love you better. And I was like, yo, where's that sample come from? And I found it. So, I, 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 and I remember speaking to Gene Simmons. He was mad because there was a, there was, I think, uh, Run DMC got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he was like, they don't belong there. I'm like, dude. Yes, they do. How dare you? I love you, Gene, but don't stop talking out the side of your fiery tongue man what are you talking about you know what i'm saying first first of all let's let's stop right there you're okay. not gonna, you're not gonna say a man got a fiery tongue let's, <laughs> let's cut that out pause. immediately big pause i, I didn't realize what I was. see that's why we need brothers to to, to rein you in <laughs> we talking flagrant because you be saying some crit little i'll bust that ass oh pause man <laughs> Yo, see, see, and we, we and, used to and, say that. And and we can switch gears in a second, but see, that is a perfect because, like I said, we let things just go by us. Uh, you know, Keon Poli, you ever see him? Mm. He's um, he he be running with Tony Baker, and him, he's a comedian. I may have seen. I'm probably if you run with Tony Baker, I love Tony Baker. He has a whole series on YouTube about lyrics that we just let slide. <laughs> whole and it's great. And I, I messaged him, and I'm like, you got to talk about the cannabis line. Oh, which one? You ain't got the skills to eat an end's ass like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Super duper pause, dude. And then you said that in a diss, <laughs> which could have immediately got you. You know what I mean? It just... I mean, uh, freak. Uh, Fife says something like that. He says something about eating booty MCs like cheese. Yeah, grits. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like son. Like back then, it was like, oh, he's eating MCs. Now it's yeah. like, hold up, Fife. I, but are you? I mean, and then and again, if if that's your thing, cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody cool. judging you, man. Cool. Go ahead and eat them grits. 
And when I say that, people be like, oh, you trying to backtrack. Nah, nah, nah. No. I really don't care what you do. No. But <laughs> yeah, you just got to watch if what you I'm say. If I'm repeating dude. your lines yeah. and I'm in the wrong area. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, funny, a funny thing was uh, your man up front, all right? Mm-hmm. When we were still cool, he was saying, and this is one of them stories, like, he was going through something with his girl at the time. Okay. So he called me. He just venting. I'm listening. You know, we just going back and forth. And he was walking downtown. Yeah. So he kept in the middle of his him talking. He kept going. Yo, hold up. Nah, I'm okay. Nah, that's cool. So anyway, such as yo, he kept doing that. Yeah. I'm not thinking anything. And I'm like, yo, where you at? He was like, yo, I'm downtown. I'm like, right. I can see the Capitol. I'm on Front Street. I'm, I'm looking at the river, but turn around, I can see the Capitol. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, you in the spot? You in the?" He was <laughs> he was on the he was on the chopping block. And I was like, "Yo, you in the prime spot? That you 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 look like you looking for prospects, bro. That's right." And he was like, "Oh, word!" And I'm like, "You ain't know that? <laughs> I ain't know you where you was at." I was like, "So you keep saying nah? These dudes is thinking you stuck up, man. You either gonna have to put out yeah. or get out of this." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, we never, you know, we, every time that that came up or I drive past that area, I'm like, my man was on the chopping block. He didn't even know it. Yeah, dude. Yo, he didn't see, even know I said, it. And see, I, like I said, having the sons, that my sons at the other ages they are, they let me know like immediately. Because me and Cece and I, we break balls all the time. I'll bust you in your face, dude. And I said something to him like, yeah, yeah, you keep running, I'm going to run up in that ass. Yeah. Whoa! And he turned, around, Whoa. he turned around and looked at me. I was Whoa. like, "Dude, you know what I mean?" He's like, "Nah, dad, nah. You, we didn't talk about anything." I'm like, "Come on, man." It's crazy because I, I, I enjoyed the banter. Oh, of course. But I do know that some people might get offended, and it's like, nah, it everybody ain't, it ain't like that. It's just, dude, everybody's offended. Everybody's, just, you know what I mean? Like, you can't. There was a situation, you know, I don't even really get into detail, but I, I, I met this little chick, and the first conversation we ever had, she was telling me about all the stuff that she had been through. Yeah. I've been through a lot of stuff you wouldn't even believe, which I didn't want to know no details on, because I got my own problems. But I tried to be extra nice to her, you know what I'm saying? Just to let her know, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't evil like that. Right. And she flipped it around on me to like I was trying to come off on her or something like that. Now that I was like, it wasn't even like that. I'm just trying to be. Yeah. You can't even be nice. You think that's a societal thing? No, I think. I, I, well, you know what? I can't make a determination as to what it is. I just think it's it's really shitty that you can't be nice to somebody. Yeah. You you you're, you're a nice guy, and instead of somebody saying, you know, that's a nice dude, the first thing they want to do is use it against you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, you can't even make your case and be like, nah, that's that wasn't my intent. No, no, that's what you said. But see, here's the thing. See, here's the thing about that, right? People think they're so visual that they think that if you're a nice person, that you know that you're soft. Yeah, and I'm like, look, you don't know me like that. I make the decision to be nice. Yeah, 
I wasn't always a nice and dude. And sometimes it's not easy. No. But it, it does, it feels good. It feels good to be nice to people. Absolutely. Especially when you get it back. Yeah. Not that that's what you're doing it for, but when somebody does something for you, you, you get it back, man. Or I'll also say that I like, I try to be nice to everyone because I'm thinking there's days internally, yeah. I'm going through it. Yeah. And those are usually the days that I'm the most outgoing. Yep. But I try to do that for other people because I'm like, I don't know what you're going through. So I, th- the world is tough enough. I want to be that one person that you don't have to worry about. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to be the burden, mentally, physically, nothing. Right. So I try to do that. But be a I, bright spot, man. Yeah. I realized over the years that by doing that, it it kind of put a target on me. In it's, a lot of sad. ways. In a lot of ways. But see, the people don't realize. Like, look, the same dude that's being nice to you now could punch you dead in your freaking eye immediately you know what i'm saying just because i'm nice don't think that you know you can't get smacked around out this joint i ain't no tough guy but damn the meme is real like i've i've had conversations with people that i'm trying i'm just trying to be nice to and they're getting weird and i'm thinking you don't even i've killed you three times in my head exactly i'm just trying to be cool because we don't need that. Like, Try we, don't, get, we got enough strife in the world, and on our level, we ain't worldwide, but on our level, I'm gonna be nice to you. And to have somebody turn that around on you and yeah. try to make it into something else, like that's one thing that I don't really give a damn what I say to you. If you assault my character, yeah, 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 and yeah. Try See to that? say something that I'm not. I, I get kind of vicious on that because I spent a long time cultivating my character and making myself be what I am today. Not that I'm right. great. But my reputation is very important to me. And I will say, so how do you how you feel on this one? I will say for me, if I deserve to have my ass kicked, ain't nobody you, above an ass with me. If you gotta verbally hand me my ass, okay. I'll take it. Right. I, I'll take it and and you know what? To a certain degree. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Just tell me I'm wrong. Well, you yeah. got to go into detail in another thing. No, well, hold up, dude. Relax. And your breath stinks. Hold, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> what did that have to do with me wrecking the car, man? <laughs> you know what I'm now we go, we go on my hygiene too. But uh, constructive criticism. Sometimes, like we talked about growing, it don't feel good all the time. No, it don't. Because one thing that that scares everybody is the truth. Everybody got a self-image. Everybody feels like like when I was a boxing coach, I walked into the gym for the first time, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I could fight. I ain't gonna mean nobody worried about these people. And you look around like, damn, anybody in here could whip my ass. That little chick over there could probably bust my ass because it's different than street fighting and training to fight. There's certain things that you train to do. But you know, like like being 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 not, it's still something I choose to do because I refuse. What do they say? Ninety percent of what happens to you is because of how you react. Yeah, I told my sons that I'm like, you don't ever let nobody pull you off this off your square because they acting like an ass. Yeah, you maintain your dignity throughout. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Let them let them do whatever they're gonna do, as long as they ain't touching you and all up in your face because we don't play that. It is tough though. But yeah, it is. Tough. It is tough. I mean, somebody. sometimes even at home, at home, I will, I will find myself apologizing. Like, you know what? 
you really piss me off. But that just because you are feeling some type of way or acting extra, I still need to maintain my well, level yeah. of dignity. Somebody got to be a grown up. Somebody got. I hate that it's always me. And and sometimes <laughs> it's not me. Sometimes it's not me. And I can easily be talked off the ledge. I know it don't look like it when right. I'm fully into my my rage, but yeah, yeah. I can be talked off the ledge because I'm I'm logical. Well, here's the thing: it's not you. You're not a rage-filled person. So when somebody brings out that rage in you, it's easy it's to talk extra. you off the ledge because that ain't you anyway. Yeah. You know, you could be ranting and raving and somebody come up, Bruce, chill out, man. And you'll immediately, all right, man, all right. Because it's not you to be walking around with your chest out and, and your fist balled up. That's not you. You ain't that type of person. What do you think about that? Hmm. What, do you, what do you think is the motive behind that behind the fury of like walking around with your chest out and feeling like you got to be extra tough is that internal because you don't really feel you think people don't feel as tough as they present them they like they have to be tougher because on the inside they super chewy well you know <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the, <laughs> that the first thing i think of no i'm gonna I'm give you a perfect example Mike Tyson, who we know. Now, I know a lot of people like to say that he's overrated because they didn't see it happen. Yeah. We saw Mike come out of nowhere. Yes, we did. 84, I think it was 83, he was on ESPN2, the Junior Olympics. He never made the Olympics. And I saw this little short, built like a fire hydrant kid go in there and destroy this dude. I'm talking about within 30 seconds of the first round. Hit him and knocked him all the way across the ring. Fight's over, dude's still on the ground. And what does Mike Tyson do? He gets out of the ring and goes and cries. So that shows you all of that tough exterior. And he looks like a freaking monster and he can knock you out. Inside, would you just say, he's soft as a grape. His, his self-esteem is the size of a freaking piece of rice. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people walk around like that. They feel like they have to overcompensate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just being yourself and, and being happy with who you are, being able to look in the mirror and be like, yo, you know what? You got some shit going on with you, but I would hang out with you if I wasn't you. Yeah. You got If you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. Because what's it based on if you don't love yourself? You know right. what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people, I've known people like that where, you know, they got all this bravado and always talking like you know they the baddest making fakies on the planet i'll do this and then if you corner them and freaking really run up on them they ain't got really nothing to say because it was all a facade because i mean yeah it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of graves of bluster uh, people who jumped out the window and shouldn't have yeah for lack of a better term but and i'm trying to be mindful of that because i'm seeing it i'm seeing it look at tupac Oh Tupac wasn't no gangster, man. Oh, man. Tupac was not a gangster. The boy was actually an artist. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Poetry. we talk about Juice all the time, dude. Oh. That was his first acting gig, and he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Tretch yeah, was supposed yeah. to play and his part. Yeah, that was part. dope. When Tretch said that, I was like, that's... Who knew? That's destiny. And tell me that dude ain't scared the hell out of you. You don't never want to meet nobody like that, dude, like Bishop. You don't nah. ne- and that was his first actor. I think if Tupac had lived, he would have did, and I hate to mention this dude's name, but Will Smith type, he would have put out an album just because he could. 
Mm-hmm. I think he would have been more of an actor than anything else. Yeah. Because the dude was incredible. You know what? The Bishop character as well is the same thing we just talking about. He didn't really want to be tough. No. He was just tired of getting ran off the block. Yep. Tired of, you know. His home situation. His dad sitting there yeah. catatonic. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As you saw how he went off when they mentioned his pops. Yeah. That's, at first he was scared. Until my man said yep. something about your crazy daddy, he went off. That was a sore spot for him. But Tupac got in, and he he had a lot of passion, and the passion got him killed. Yeah. Dude, one of the greatest, I ain't going to say artists of all time, but what could have been one of the greatest people that ever lived died over a freaking chain, bro. Yeah. A chain? You don't put all this stuff out here. You don't change the world in your little short time here, and you died over a chain. Are you kidding me? Which one are we talking about? Talking about Tupac, because remember he snatched Orlando Anderson and snatched oh, somebody's okay, chain. Okay, yeah, because there's a few people that died over a chain. Over dumb stuff, man. And we talking about somebody that could. I mean, I saw Tupac in front of a group of pastors and ministers and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he that was, was cussing like and everything. Yeah. And then ministers sat there, even with all the language, it was like, my God. Yeah. Who is this young man? Because he has so much. When he, that's when the first time I heard him explain thug life. Now, I ain't even going to try to mm-hmm. decipher the acronym. But when he explained what it was, I'm like, this dude, wow. To be that young and have that yeah. much insight and Dead. Man, he was dead at 25. Like, Dude, he ain't even see 2000, man. Like 25, when I think of 25 now, I'm like, that's a baby. Yeah, a child. That's a baby. Yeah, you ain't even seen nothing yet, man. Nothing. You, you haven't seen any. I remember being 25, looking at somebody 35, like, man, pfft, what you know, man? What are you, 35? Yeah. The world has passed you by, sir. And now, what they say? It's solid, what, the Book of Solomon? Solomon, who was the wisest man in the world, said there ain't nothing new under the sun. Nah. You may have faster ways to get to certain stuff, but it's the same And crap. you think, we, you, you, said, you just said the world passed you by, but you realize I have more, at 35, that person has more of the world than you do. Exactly. So even though you're getting all this stuff fast, you still don't have as much as they do. Some of us. Right. Some of us. I mean, it, it depends on what lessons you want to learn because I try to learn. Here's the thing. When I tell my son stuff, or when I tell anybody, if I, I don't usually go around giving advice, but when I talk to somebody, I'm like, look, I'm not talking to you like I'm smarter than you. I've yeah. just been here longer, man. Right. That's the only difference. I've been here longer and I've learned some hard lessons on the way. And if I see you walking down the path that I walked, yeah. it'd be my duty Right. Hey man, don't go down there, dude. And it's like I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying that I know for definite that this no, is gonna happen to you. Of course not. But it is a possibility. I'm gonna so, tell you what happened when I went down that road. Right. Whether it happens to you or not, See, I don't when know. you say that, because there's there's a few situations I've had with my own daughter where I'm just telling her, she's telling me what she's going through, and I hear it, and my adult brain is going. That's simple. Just stay away yeah. from this, or you don't. You don't have to go back to whatever area that that was, that's bothering you or whatever. Right. And then I would explain the reason I'm saying this or how I arrived. But these young people in her brain, my problem was bigger than hers. Right. And you're coming. 
Here's the thing, I think, and I don't, I don't pretend to be no perfect parent because I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. We, none of us I, do, I'm just man. trying to try to roll with the punch. I, I lead with love. I would never tell my sons anything that would hurt them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just I just had that conversation. Yeah, whatever I say do. to you is out of love. All but of it. The, the worst thing that you could do to a kid is forget what it was like to be a kid. We get so grown up and caught up with all the crap that we get caught up in that mm-hmm. when your kids come up, you just forget what it was like to want to be heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, man, I ain't got time for all that. I got stuff to do. You have to sit down and listen to them. Even if you don't have a solution, listening to somebody and validating how they feel, yeah. it, w- it will go a long way towards having a deeper bond with your, ki- with your kids. How, what's wrong with you? And some you know? of that I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of it... I don't know what it's like to be a teenager and have an attitude and somebody's still going to take care of me. I, right. I don't know that at all. Right. I don't know that. And if I had any inkling of that, the blur that was my teenage years, I don't, I don't have that. So when I'm seeing it now, right. I'm going, it, it, it blows my mind. If my brain does not work, like if you, Asking you to do something and you got a hint of an attitude, but then well, what's for dinner? Uh, you better eat them. You better eat that attitude. Yeah, eat the attitude. Yeah, put put that spirit but, on some biscuits. But it's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta understand. I guess Dude, to a degree. Having I remember when being about 13, 14, 15, when you didn't know whether you wanted to be a little boy or a man. You're in that, uh, that, yeah. that space where, you know, stuff's happening to your body, you're thinking differently, and you're confused about a lot of stuff. Right. And that's where, where you need that parent to come in, especially dudes. You, you need your dad to break it down for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, son, this is what this is. This is what this is. This is what this is. Yeah. And, and like you say, you may not have all the answers, but I'm at least tell you, let me tell you my experience. If you make a right, right, right turn right here, yeah, you gonna run into this. You gonna run into this. You gonna run into this. All right. So make your own path. Don't go down. I told my sons that I'm like I made mistakes in my life, so you won't make the same ones. Word. You know what I'm saying? You see my life. My life is out there on display, and you saw what I ended up in. Yeah. So don't go. You can make your own mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes I made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I went a different I went a different way with my sons. You know, because as as fathers, we kind of our boys, you know, for the most part, chip off the old block and all. I went yeah. completely different. Right. Because I remember my dad having to talk with me, which wasn't even the talk. Like his opening line, his opening bars were, and I think I was 12, one day. You gonna want to tear off some panties? <laughs> that was his opening line. Why, why would I be doing that, Dad? And I just remember thinking, <laughs> "Yo, why? What are you talking? Why are you talking to me like that? Like, <laughs> what the heck?" But so my sons, and based off of everything I went through, because I thought that's what being a man was. Well, I'm right. gonna get out here and me get some or whatever. But I told my sons, "I'm like, look, save yourself as long as you can." Yeah, dude. Save yourself, and I know that's that, and it's crazy because even when I say that in my head, I'm going, "Yo, that's you sound kind of soft," but at the same time, you sound kind of right. Absolutely, because I'm gonna tell you what the the 
like I tell my kids all the time, people will lie to their kids. Oh, I wouldn't change a thing. I told them, listen, if things were different, if I could go back, Mm -hmm. I'd love you. But you may not be here, bro. It could be it could be <laughs> under better circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to get into detail on that. And the lessons, the lessons that I learned along the way, cool. But the damage and the the, the repairs that I'm still doing, then that's why I told them, like, just wait as long as you can. You know, I ain't gonna say women, but people love to say, you know, you you're in a relationship and y'all breaking up and and somebody inevitably says I gave you my body I gave you my body too word what makes you think that your body is more important than mine word and men don't think that way men nah. think that we just gonna we just gonna get it and we gonna get it I'm gonna tear it up and I'm gonna tear it up and 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 we should start treasuring our bodies too your phallus is important think about it yeah women carry the babies but we bring the life baby yeah so don't be so quick like I said about young girls, maybe you wouldn't be so quick to, to, to do that act if you realize that your womb is the gateway to the spirit world. Word. Even if you believe in Jesus, he had to come through the womb to get here. You know, like, it's, it's not some, just... It's some sacred shit. Yeah, it's not just the P word. It's not. It's way more than that. Your womb is sacred. There's spirits. Like we talked about not being able to make a soul. When, when somebody comes through that gateway of the womb, they came from the spirit world... From my body to your body, we created it together. Yeah. And that gateway is to the spirit world. So and I'm they like, say that, you know, you carry the DNA, you you transfer energies. Exactly. I know people say you don't they don't like that type of stuff, but I feel like there's something to it. It's just like the, the, people, you hang, the people you hang around with. You are the sum total of the people you hang around with. And it's just that's just energy transfer. Simple as to that. a degree, and yeah, so I'm I'm trying to tell him that, but of course, you know, there's still that that male kind of tough. The way well, we grew need, up was was BS, you need to bro. be going out there smashing everything. Yeah, and, and it's just I had a kid at 19 years old. Uh, I was a kid myself. I had a kid at 16. What the freak did and you I, know about the planet? I ain't even talking like. Veteran 16. Right. I'm talking about. Fresh. I was born July 6. My I turned 16 on July 6, and my oldest son was born July 23rd. Just like that. I ain't know nothing, I, dude. I ain't pay no taxes yet. I didn't. I don't. I don't even think I had my own car at that moment. Nothing. And now you got a baby. And just. I I have no idea how I how I even. Made it through that year without you look back, a nervous hey, breakdown. Yep, you don't I have know, no you idea. Don't know. Y'all was working at McDonald's, bro. Ugh. Working nothing, at McDonald's. Nothing, there's anything wrong working at McDonald's. And and Hershey Park. And as a matter of fact, when he when she went into labor, I got fired because I was leaving. So I walked to Harrisburg Hospital. I ran into your cousin. LeBron. Every, every time I had a kid, I, he was he was security down okay. there, and he was like. <laughs> Back again, huh? <laughs> yep, I'll be upstairs. But that, yeah, that first one, I got fired. Dude was like, if you leave, you're fired. Wow. Now, the tough dad, whatever, was like, my child is coming. I'm not missing this. Right. But as I started walking to the hospital, I'm like, 
Damn, and I'm in Klein Village, so it's not like I was close. Nah, I, I had to go all <laughs> the way down way, Market, boy. and you the whole every step, I started getting like, damn, you just lost one of your jobs. Yeah, you you don't you can't you're walking. Yeah. You're walking you to the hospital. If you had a car, you probably could have stayed until close and then sped to the hospital. Right. All those thoughts were coming in, and at 16, it was like. I had a little apartment on Green Street. That's a lot of do? weight, man. That's a lot of weight to be carrying. I remember it when when Colin was born, and they handed him to me, and he smelled like raw hamburger, <laughs> and his <laughs> his fingernails was raggedy, and his little face is all scrunched up, and I just remember feeling completely numb. I can't I had, get that back. I never, <laughs> that's what he, because, you know, he'd been in water for nine yeah. months, you know what I'm saying? And I remember <laughs> it took me three days to fall in love with that boy. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to feel. I'm 19 years old, you know, and everything yeah. was going good. Now I come home and I'm looking at this little thing in the crib and he's all scrunched up. And I remember I came home one day and I went up to see him and I looked at him and he looked right back at me. And all of a sudden it was just... <gasps> This is my son, man. Yeah. I picked him up and I just held him. I'm like, look at my boy. It took me three days, to, and after that, you know, I, you know, my other two, it was just natural thing. But it, it, it took me a long. It took me three days. That first one, that first, you said it took three days. Do you think some of that had to do with you being a kid and experiences with your father, to where you were like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah, I, I and think, I have yeah. to be, I have to be better than anything I've ever seen, and that, that's knew, a lot of pressure, man. All I knew was that I loved him. Yeah, I didn't know what to do after that. I didn't know how to prove my love. I didn't know how to take care of him. I just knew I loved my boy. You know what I'm saying? And I went through a lot of stuff behind. Like I said, we talked about being nice and, and trying to do the right thing. I got dragged through the mud so for the, for my son because so I loved my son. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason why. Because I love my son, I got dragged through the mud. Even my, my last two, I got dogged out they know because they I wouldn't leave my way. son. Yeah, I wouldn't leave my son. I'm like, you know, I don't give a damn if you is mama or not. This is my boy. Yeah. This is my son. And it was worth it because I've been through hell. You know my story. I ain't even trying to get into detail. But me and my oldest son are close. Me and my middle son are close. And all we all got, so I got three sons. We all got separate relationships because I got a 32-year-old man. A twenty-three-year-old man and a fifteen-year-old young man. So I got to go from Transformers to job to apartment Mm -hmm. to car to 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 Transformers back to Transformers back. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got to wear the different hats. But to me, that I think that keeps me young. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to. I got to play them hats. Like you know, my oldest son calls me. He ain't calling me with no trivial little stupid stuff. He's calling me with some serious life questions. Like that. Yeah. I'm going through this. What should I do? And I gotta put that hat on. Yeah. Like I know I remember what it was like to be 32. Yeah. You know? So, but the 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 main thing is, like I said, I would never tell. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, man. You know what I'm saying? As far as raising kids, I don't know what I'm doing. But especially I do not now. Love them. That's, yeah. That's the only that's thing I got thing. going. And as long as they know that, I think everything else kind of falls into place. Um. Because man, it's it's tough, like knowing that your parent loves you and they're tough on you as you get older. 
you gain a you gain a certain better respect. But if you don't know if your parent loves you, right, and they're tough on you, that's where it you don't feel like love, bro. Nah, it don't feel like love. And then it's conflict, and then you're like, oh, uh, see. And I try to do that because I don't get me wrong. Like I said, I've had some furious dad moments mm. where I'm screaming at every everybody's getting it, right. Y'all all getting on my nerves, yeah, get, and I'm about to shut this down. Yep. But I'm I always hope that they know that I'm I'm angry because I love them because I want the best for them. And you and can be better hard. than what you're doing. Y- yes, and you so can, can I. Yeah. And I tell them too, I can be better as well. But it's not going to be a one way street. Y'all no. not going to get a better dad and not be better kid. No. Like we we gonna work. We gonna do this together. We, we got to do this together, man. Or it ain't gonna freaking work. Yeah. We're gonna always be at loggerheads because we you I'm trying to be your dad. And see the main thing, not the main thing, but one of the things I always tried to do was I love my sons as their dad. I'm an authority figure in their life, but at the same time, they my dogs, man. They my yeah. there ain't nothing better than sitting around watching Eagles games and all three of my boys are in the house. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? It's a beautiful and this is stuff when I was a kid I would have never dreamed of. How's it feel to be six and oh right now? You know, I'm not putting too much stock in it. Because I remember uh, uh, years ago when the commies, the commanders, but I call them the commies. The commies. I call them the commies. They used to be called the Redskins. And I remember the Redskins started off one year 8-0 and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm not talking, no, we go to the Super I ain't talking like that. I'm watching it game to game. Does feel pretty good. Though. We got another Birds fan over here, uh, and I see they uh, Big Tigger is like the DJ for the Falcons. Okay, and he said they got like a dirty bird. And I'm like, nah, that's ours. That's ours. Yeah, man, that's ours. Yo, what's up with your birds, man? Where they at? What's their record? Okay, three and three. But see, them teams that start off struggling the second yeah, they, half of the season. If you remember, 2008. The Giants, I think they were nine and six. Yeah, uh, they were terrible, nine and seven, and they got hot and won four games. Yeah, and you know what those four games were? Yeah, the big three ones. playoff games and one Super Bowl. And that's that's when they beat the uh, the Patriots. The, the Patriots. Well, they beat when the they, Patriots twice when they had that eighteen and zero season. Yep, they that were might undefeated. be that might to me that might be the greatest football game of all time to me. You know what? Are you talking about Super Bowl or yes. just game? Well, yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl. I, I got to give, and it ain't just because my team was in it, but 2017 or 16 when the Eagles were in it against the Patriots. Yeah, that was the probably one of the best games I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, in my life. And I'm an Eagles fan from way back. 1980 was when I started rooting for the Eagles. It was stressful though. Let me tell you something. It was stressful. It was my hate for the Dallas Cowboys that make me an Eagles fan in the first place. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Because <clears throat> when I was a kid, I was a Steelers fan because all I knew was the Steelers were winning. Yep. And they had that defense. I love defense. Yeah. Mean Joe Green and Mel Blunt. And there's and something was, about that black and yellow. Yeah. With the little red and the green and yeah, the helmet. Yeah, it was like, oh. Yeah. So, but I'm watching uh, uh, CBS. This one, CBS used to carry NFC games. And... It was Pat Summerall and John Madden. And I used to listen to them. Even if I wasn't watching the game, it was comforting listening to Pat Summerall and John Madden. Yeah. And it was the Eagles versus the Cowboys. And 
all I kept hearing Pat Summerall say was, here they are, America's team. They're America's <laughs> team. This is America's team. And I was like, why the freak do they keep calling these freaking <laughs> bums America's team? I'm like, you know what? You know what? Like, it made a difference. I'm an Eagle fan from here on out. <laughs> and it would just so happen that the year 1980, when I started rooting for the Eagles, we went to the Super Bowl. Against yeah. the Raiders, and and Jaworski threw three touchdowns and crushed my dreams. So anyway, that was <laughs> 1980, was 42 years ago. Yeah. And when we won. You hear that, Don? 1980 was 42 years 42. ago, you old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm not a year, exactly. a year before him. Well, they all make me feel bad, man. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, decrepit, but anyway, I ain't decrepit. But anyway, like I said, when we won that Super Bowl, the last play when uh, Brandon Graham broke through the line and he almost sacked Tom Brady again. Yeah. And somehow Tom Brady snaked his way out of it and was able to set his feet and throw that ball down the field. And I'm looking at Gronk running down the field like the freaking Incredible Hulk. Dude's just bouncing off yeah. of him. And when that ball bounced, bounced, and hit the turf, I'm looking for the flag. Because I'm an Eagles fan. It's like, I, yep. I, we, we ain't win no Super Bowl. Nah, they ain't We did not win. The, so here's the flag. I know it's coming. And I turned. I, I think it was Ronald Darby. He ain't even with us no more. He came out the end zone with his hands raised. Yep. And I'm watching it with CeCe. The only reason why Colin wasn't there, because it was sleeping that day. I was like, no, stay home. I want you traveling to this. We basically beat each other the hell up. Because they've been Eagles fans since they was born, dude. And when we won and it, that, and it was a journey. Like, oh my, it's forty-two years, dude. Because we you know I, I used to argue about football. I don't argue about it no more. But the first thing they say, how many Super Bowls you got? Yeah, and my, I'm yeah. out of the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you and, you hear, and you mentioned the Cowboys. You hear that from Cowboys fans? Mm. And the Cowboys, we was down there in the morning meeting. And uh, Milt, Milt's a Cowboys fan. so Milt owes me a six-pack, too. But we going to go get it. Damn right. We, we was are. talking about the game, and he was like, he said that. How many championships? And I was like, bro. I was like, Mason, how old are you? I was like, you were born in 2000, right? I said, so your entire lifetime, the Cowboys have been trash. Mediocre. Your entire best. Lifetime. We talking about the last Super Bowl one. Super Bowl they won was nineteen ninety five. And see, this is why people hate Cowboys fans. I'm watching uh, uh, first take of one of them shows on ESPN, and Michael Irvin was on there, and you know he's Mister Cowboy. Yeah. And it was like, well, what did you see in the game they just lost? What did you see? I am encouraged by what I saw. What I saw was a team almost come back in the third quarter. I'm like, dude, you lost. Almost. There's no moral victories in sports, man. You they either got, win or you lose. They got T.O. down there and he cried. <laughs> that is my <laughs> team, quarterback. Man. I still don't understand that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. I think maybe nothing just happened, man. They asked him a question. He had a bad day. And he was like, no, they were saying because I think Tony Romo threw like three interceptions that game. That's my and he was like, well, what about Tony Romo's performance? It ain't fur. It ain't fur. It ain't, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't, ah, fur. ain't fur. The way they be talking about Tony Romo. That's my teammate. That's my quarterback. I was like, dude, what are you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's another reason why people hate the Cowboys, because they're that kind of crap. And I got lots of Cowboys fans. I mean, yeah, fans in my family 
And my I dad's a cowboy fan. But I don't. I, when football season comes, don't even go talk to me that way. Yeah, don't even. Milt was talking about man. We should watch the game together. I'm gonna slap him. Nah, man, are you nah. crazy? <laughs> nah, I do not want to be. His his his. How sick I am, dude. 2004 when we went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots again. I was married at the time, and my ex-wife insisted that we stay. Because I wanted to go home and watch the Super Bowl in my man cave by my damn self. That's the only way to watch them. You know what I'm saying? And especially it's when it's Super your Bowl, team. It's my team. So sitting there, she insisted, I want to stay in my sister's house. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, we'll stay. Now, my ex-brother-in-law <laughs> is a Jets fan, right? The first interception that Donovan threw, the first thing I was like, come on, man. And he started laughing. It's like you don't even you don't even you didn't even get here. I was done for the rest of the game, dude. I watched the rest of the game with my jaws tight. <laughs> I didn't talk because I didn't want to be there no more. And we was terrible that dude. game too. And no, we were leading at halftime. We were, but it was 21-14 at halftime. All we had to do was hold on, but Donovan just you know, you want an interception? Growing up. How about you? Yeah, he said, you want an interception? Would you like an interception? Sure, no, no, you can no, have no. one. I already threw it to him. I'm going to throw it to you. No, no, it's your turn. I'm going to throw it to you this time. I was, I was so, and see, that's how Eagle fans, we're always pessimistic, dude. Yeah. We're always pessimistic because we've been disappointed so many times over the years. Even when something good happened, we're like, yep. nah. Yep. Nah. So this this 6 and 0, believe me. It's been a great ride, and I hope we continue it. I'd love to win another Super Bowl, but I ain't putting no stock in it, dude. Because be, we're, <laughs> we're one I-word away from being 0-6. We yeah. lose a couple people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't put too much stock in it. As a matter of fact, my it dad Philly, said something too. to me. Yeah, it, it's Philly, dude. My dad said something to me years ago, and I was like, man, you crazy. He was like, man, I love watching football, but I don't believe in it anymore. I was like, well, what you mean? He was like, man, I don't believe that yeah. people actually want. There's a couple of bad calls, and whoever they want to win. I mean, 9-11 happened, and the and Patriots, Patriots happened to win the Super Bowl. Who won the, who won the, uh, who won the World Series that year? Was it the Yankees? I think it, it may have been. I, I, I'm totally wrong, but I don't want to follow baseball that much. But, it, but you know, it, it's like, come on, the Patriots, the Patriots win. That was the tuck rule year. Yeah. Yep, the Katrina. Yeah, Katrina was Katrina the happens yeah. and the Saints win. So it, it, I still love watching football. I still love it. But at the same time, I just That don't may too be much my underlying reason why I'm like I like watching sports, but I'm not in, I'm not as I was never really invested because I never argued right. about it. But now I just kind of watch if it's on and I follow. Yeah, but I'm yeah I'm, I'm the same way. I don't. It, it just feel everything just feels kind of tainted or it feels more entertainment. It is entertainment than though. just uh, competition. Yeah, it's. I'd rather watch college football. Yeah, see college. You know what they, I'm saying? Well, see college football is even getting right, away now. They're paying players. Yeah. But when you're talking about the NFL, NBA, you're talking about a bunch of millionaires running around play a game. Yeah, these dudes. Win or lose, they're going to spend the entire offseason spending money. Yep. While we in here arguing. Yep. The, the Eagles are better. And they overspending $250,000 a day. We, we arguing, but then I'm going to ask you, you, know, you got $5 I can hold. 
I'll get you right back, man. It's, you. you know, so it, it's 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 cool. I love sports, and I ain't gonna sit here and try to dog it like I don't like football and all that. But the stock level has gone way down. Yeah, I don't put no stock in it at all. And man. you know, with all the betting and all that, it's just it's it's easy to. Which they gotta let Pete Rose in in the Hall of Fame now. Let him in. All yeah. this gambling, bro. Let him in. I, I mean, mean that's, that's people have. Yeah, here's the funny part about it. There's a couple of people in the NFL and all around sports that have actually killed people. Yeah. You remember the dude? I don't want to mention his name because he did his time, whatever. But he killed a dude drunk, high, and the dude was running to catch the bus to go to work. Yeah. And he spent exactly 28 days in jail. Which is crazy. If you go out there right now, drunk and high, and hit some dude and kill him, Guess where you going, bros? You ain't even got to guess. You you know what it is. Oh, immediately. Let's go. Immediately. You know what I'm saying? But this guy, because he got a little prestige, he's a football player. <clears throat> there was one football player, I just won't mention his name. He was drunk driving and killed this woman. Oh, man. Yo, right? that? This dude, the woman's husband was a photographer for the team that he played for. Oh. So this dude had to sit there and take pictures of this bastard that killed his wife. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I don't and know if he, I can do it. He was on the football field. He should be locked up. I don't know if I can do it. But he, he your, your job is to take pictures of this dude that ran over your, your wife. I couldn't do it. So, yeah, that's why I don't put too much stock. Bottom line, you talking about dudes that's making a whole lot of money. For playing the game, so how much stock that. do I really have in it? And they are, and they, they're putting their body on the line. Yeah. I, res, I respect all of that. Some nurses, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, doctors already getting yeah. it, but some people that are nah, nah. The way America worships celebrities, period, is sickening. It, it really like is. Game, you know, you know. I don't want to be like a saying trying to mention names, but we got people like that game, think though. because they act. That every and word they say, it. we should be listening. I'm sick of it. I had spam this morning. It's like, dude, you ain't breakfast. saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need some teachers to get that money. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Nowadays, now, there man. are some celebrities that yeah. are like, oh, they like Natalie Portman. They're like, damn, all right. They ain't getting it like that. Not, not all of them. Not, not like something that, that should. Yeah, she got way better. Didn't she like go to Princeton or something like that? Hard. Hard. Yeah. And that's, mm. So I'm like, you can do whatever you want. She's so cute. I love her. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no. But, nah, they, well. but they do feel that way because there are a lot of people that validate that type of. And I just. Right. He was in that. I don't know. Yes. I, okay. I see people. Oh, okay. I see celebrities like you and I. You just got a better paying job. That's it. I don't. I don't. Now, there are some celebrities that I'm yeah. like, oh, like Natalie Portman. I'm like, damn, all right. You. 
You got a better job than me, and you got a better education. Exotic looking face, like that's yeah. She's she the heart, like her her face, and that's her acting skills. So I'm like, you can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But and yeah, that's cool. I, the the um, um, the, the sports high. thing, the 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 worshiping celebrities. You know, other countries look at us like, uh, okay, a bunch you don't of freaking idiots, man. And, and no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? No, no disrespect. <laughs> Why are you worshiping? Showed up He's to an do idiot. What he was supposed like to your do. boy. And I don't want to yes, say his name, he but he's been tripping lately. He was a god butcher, which slavery was a choice. They butchered the story. <laughs> Dude, I'll smack you in your freaking oh. swollen jaw for oh, saying some Natalie stupid Portman shit that, like that. She was kind of diesel. The freak wrong with gave, you, they, man? They should have given her the justice, and they didn't. Yeah, I'm done with that dude, yo. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. I think she's Israeli or something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think there yeah. is some intelligence in there. But if I have to read through your intelligence... Nah, I, I'm not doing all that. I'm not doing all, and and he, you're saying stuff that makes white See, supremacists have excuses while. to do dumb shit. Yes. Harriet Tubman didn't so... really free the slaves. Uh, George Floyd didn't die from a cop's knee on his neck. He died from really? fentanyl. It's like, dude, you 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 need See, to have your ass straight beat the freak down. Listen, I'm trying not to. I'm, no, he's said, not. I'm he believes it. PG on here, but I'm declaring. Fuck Kanye. For, forever. Like, people like, oh, you, we cancel, and then, you know, a couple minutes we all... Don't get me wrong. I think there is some intelligence in there. But if I have to weed through your intelligence and it's always while you're your doing people, damage, man, black people. nah. Nah. Yeah, dude. Yes. Right. When they start saying, hey, hey, Bruce, say that again. He'd be like, hold up, dude. I, I can't. Now I got to turn into Joe Pesci. So what, I'm a clown? I'm here to amuse you? And, and no, you got a lot. like, oh, he's just trolling. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. That's nah, what you nah, said? Even if if he is trolling, slavery why do we not was a have choice, more of a problem right there, dude. with people who can troll You should put my man down something. You like, should be you, beat between your legs crossed, with barbed wire. He's a what, the what Charlie Murphy you say, about? You're a but it's just these people, line man, step. We, we puff them up so much. Look at you. Oh, look at you. And oh, you made a song? Oh, my God. Oh, look he's at you. And then these people get this God complex that they feel like that every word that comes it. out of their I mouth. I see it. I know, it's the same I know thing we talked when people about. are trying to clown me or trying to say Who did I tell you weird I things to death. Oh, God. I see it. <laughs> but it's just like the social media it, thing. But like I like Facebook. Facebook is cool. But I don't have I the voice that he has. That I haven't physically I don't have the reach. Like you got so much reach. And this and is what cool. you're trying to you do. Don't see their families and everybody goes, oh, just wants the attention. Kids. Nah, that that's man. There's a kid named Darren Newman. And Darren and I grew up on 20th Street, Newport News. And it was a bunch of kids. It was myself and Kevin just, and uh, uh, Kippy and Michael. And it was Lewis. And it was Darren and I saw Darren on Facebook. A friend requested me. Friend requested him, and you know he he accepted yeah. friend request. But we haven't talked since because I don't know what to say to this dude. I ain't seen him thirty years. But when you he get to the point that every busy. random thought you have, every meal you eat, 
you have to take a pic. You can't even properly enjoy yourself. I got to take a picture of this. Oh, hey, I woke up this morning and had swamp yeah. ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I got to write that down. It, it's ridiculous. It makes everybody feel more important than what they are, dude. Also, it used to be that when you thought of an old girlfriend, old boyfriend, or whatever it may be, that's all you could do was think about it. Now, you can go right on Facebook, type in that name, and be like, oh, there they are. You understand what I'm saying? That crap is ruining marriages, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you may have some problems with your with your spouse or whatever. I wonder what so-and-so's doing. And you send that little message. Hey, how you been? Remember me? And next thing <laughs> you know, about this for years. you know, all kinds of crap that happened, and you... <laughs> Yo, this... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You ain't drawing me into no bull. People get shot for that type of shit, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and see, I don't know why I'm weird with that. Yeah, too too much access. You Marriage, think you can? Man. You think you can be? Yeah. Yup. I, I don't feel bad. See, no, and, of course not. And this is where I might be, uh, right? A little different approach, because the few times yeah. that I've got those, I got rude. Like I got indignant. Don't, what you trying to do? What you think this right. is? Like I. I don't know. Nah, I don't. No, I don't. If you play with it, yeah, I don't. I don't. And see, let me tell you something. The meekest, I don't know why, mildest, with that. tempered like man in the world try to interfere with somebody's stab you in your situation or marriage over a couple things. Yeah. His money is, is a little different. And if he in love, but if you, if you, you break up a family, woman, you know what you doing. The meekest, mildest, nicest dude if in you the get world. God, We'll, I don't. We'll I do don't. Some I don't want. I don't want you. bad on any. You know what I'm saying? There's certain you things. You kind of get what you're that's asking kind of a man for. Like, code for me. I feel like there's no you limit mess to that. You start messing with people's family. That's mafioso type stuff. Or even just you don't know, mess with the family, don't man. Don't want to be together well, anymore. And good and one parent. When Henry was living, he had left his wife and was living with the girlfriend. Who came to the house? I'm not saying that you should get burned, Big Paulie, but and Jimmy. And Paulie was like, this is nice and everything, but you need to go home because it causes problems. Take your ass home. Yeah, this is wonderful. You got, yeah. yeah. Nah, and she started talking that way. Well, I'm going to the police. And then everybody got to go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of them things where even mafiosos, who we consider as murderous that's people you don't want to deal with. Still had standards. No, I, don't, I don't. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't mess with a man's family. You don't. You don't mess with. A, here's another thing. You don't mess with a man how he makes his living. You know what I mean? Because you got a better job, man. You said, yo, you do. You dumping trash cans. Hey, that man is yeah. making a living for his family, I never man. It doesn't make any sense. We don't want no smoke. At the end of the day, don't nobody want don't nobody want no problems. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you te- oh, you telling us you go? 
Oh, okay. And some of them, like, the fall off wasn't their fault. Right. So parents can get hooked on drugs, you know, the murderers, things like that. So it was like, you had the potential to be way above yeah. any of us. Right. But your circumstance wasn't right. And so that's, that's circumstance you can't hope. Yeah, I've never, never, never thought of people, period, just because I just, Yeah. Like I never understood that either. I never understood downing people because of what they do. Ever. Ever. Nah, dude. Like I, and, and the reason like I say that is because I know your, your that there were some the people I went to school with. Thank you. When we they were get kids, enough of oh my god, they, they get enough of it. They were amazing students. And like I said, I brought up Method when I see Man, them now, it was like I don't appreciate crap like that because I'm know, just a dude. Man. And some of them, like the, the fall off, like wasn't their being. fault. Don't come over here, you know, parents get hooked on drugs, you know, the, the right things like that. that. So it's like Method you had the potential the whole to be actually. way yeah. above any of them. But your circumstance wasn't right. So for people to clown you. Yeah, I, I'm never in that. So I'm never in the clowning people, period, just because I just, because I, like I said, new edition. You know why I hated new edition? When we start this conversation, everyone is fighting battles. I don't want to give you a Oh my God. But at the same time, they were so dope. <laughs> so I couldn't be. I'll be like, wonder, hey, look at these dudes. So. Reunite not my kind of girl. It was like, yo, these dudes are so yep. dope, but I hate them. <laughs> and that's why he look healthy right now. Oh, the audition? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't see yeah, Bobby they all Brown. look good. They all look healthy. I, I, I didn't have no interest. Because if you, if you know a new audition story, you know Bobby Brown's story. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Bobby got some, some extra. extra. And, and you know what most of that is. Yeah. Oh, I can you tell you. Saying, but <laughs> it's, it's, there are temptations, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I look at them brothers now and be like, you know, I'm proud of them. Though. You know how I many times I've heard that from people did, you, from your age group? Yeah. I'm coming to see you yeah. <laughs> That line was so hard, dude. Yo, man. It's about the temptations, man. It's about the group. <laughs> Nobody's above the group. When they come to see us, they come to see the temptations. Did you see? You still didn't see the three-part <laughs> series of that. That was on BG. <laughs> yeah. That shit was so hurtful, okay. dude. Okay. I don't know I didn't who see that either. was because think about what these brothers did. You got the new edition. They break off. Yeah, I mean, I'm all, sure Bobby, Bobby got some, some blows extra. Everybody extra. out the water. My prerogative, yeah. that killed everybody. So you go get Johnny Gill. You're still having your hits. Yeah. <clears throat> then you break up and bring us Bell Biv DeVoe. So who's Ralph oldest? Ralph Tressman drops Sensitivity. No, who's oldest? Like, remember oh, Five yeah. Heartbeat? Nobody Rony's come to see you, still Otis. Sounds good. <laughs> now, all the songs of my prerogative, some of them got, got kind of dated. But Roni, that's just a classic, classic slow dance you trying to get with somebody. <laughs> Sing it better, Ronnie. You know what else still sounds good? I was listening to this the other day. It popped up on my shuffle. I'll be sure. His first album, Night yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. That joint still sounds yeah. good, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Things have happened yeah. to me listening to that album, dude. I, I've had some experiences <laughs> with that. Remember today? Yeah. I sang Ronnie and Nicole Jackson. Yeah. Him, him great. or me. Yeah. Him <laughs> or me. Today, dude. 
He was a bad, bad dude. Yeah. I'm gonna say 88 to like 93. Rody, Rody still fire. You know what? Here's a song that is, is funny. Yeah. New Jack Sigma. And then, then he came out with Rex and Effects. And they actually had the song New Jack Sigma. You know what I'm saying? Rex and Effects killed that. I mean, I ain't like the zoom, 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 and the boom, boom. I thought that was corny. But then when they came out with actual New Jack Swing. Oh, yeah. But the, 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 yeah, the night, funny night part day about never that goes away. is when he came out with um, Black Street, I, I had no feeling for Black Street at all. <laughs> but I, there's a commercial that comes on. Yeah. All right, it comes on. I watch Pluto TV. Yeah. And they play the same. I forgot real, about today till you just said that. I kept hearing this. I like Yo, Teddy Riley, low key, no diggity, high key. I got the bag yeah, like, up. I'm gonna say 88 I hated to like 93. Now it's like, yo, that, that new Jack, that new Jack swing. But and Teddy Riley's from my area. He's from, I think he's from either Newport News oh. or Virginia Beach. Yeah, they. Yeah, a lot of people come from Virginia. You didn't even know. You know Frankie Faison's from Newport News. Yeah. Frankie Faison, the actor Frankie Faison is from Newport. I had no idea. Really? But think about the people that came out of Virginia Beach. You Yo, got that. Do, mother- <laughs> <laughs> didn't up front or do the right thing. I can appreciate thing. them but now. Man, I was like, yeah, I tell you what, when this, the polar ice caps melt yeah. and it's all flooded and you want to get on the boat and I don't want to let you on the boat, but man, you dumb <laughs> ass, yeah. simple Mickey Ficky. Where you going? <laughs> Robin yeah. Harris. You thirty cents away from having a quarter. Yeah, it's all right. Where it's you gonna right. get a and boat? It, it, and it goes off. <laughs> that movie is great. Do the right thing. It changed you my know, life. Dude. Virginia changed my life. Has such yeah, great talent, talent, yo. Yo, really? My man Danny Aiello. When you get your own really? place, you can have your brothers, your cousins, your, your rents do mother anybody you want to have on the wall. <laughs> but this is my pizzeria. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yo. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was uh, Sal's son. You go. It was uh, Pino. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Pino. Yeah. Gold teeth, gold chain wearing. Yo, that movie is great, yo. Even in Sal's, man, all he got is Italians on the wall. 360 degree basketball dunking. Sold Spain bull in the yard. I was like, damn. Yeah. Nobody, we couldn't even get him back. Because what he say, me, Perry Como or whatever, and that one is good as that <laughs> he killed. We'll just take that L, dude. Or uh, what's my man's name? The, right um, the other dude and that worked really, there that was Spike giving him, giving the monologue. Spike Lee, basketball, Duncan's. What's his name? Uh, because uh, <laughs> Mo Better Blues, which I, I, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> You know what? Every time he said that, ball dunk. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got for you right now. I've seen Dude, well, the the premise of Mo Better Blues, Denzel Washington. Nah, the cast is incredible. You got freaking Gene. Yeah, it's like nah, bro. We done. We done. You lost that one. We lost that one. You got uh, Wesley Snipes. We lost that. Spike. Robin Harris was in it, and 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 uh, um, Denzel Denzel played 
played a jazz musician named Bleak Gilly. Yeah. Now he wasn't huge, but he was yeah. big locally. Like everybody knew who Bleak Gilly. You know what? Bleak I'm Gilly sorry. Quintet. I've never seen Mo Bamboo. And Giancarlo Esposito I've seen played piano. He played left And I hate when my son says this. Shout out to Damon because I told him, he told me he's gonna get and, a shirt. You know, just the production of it. Like, Every Denzel time he says that, I want to punch him in his throat. And that's all I got for you right now. I've seen bits and pieces. Bleak, uh, uh, um, there's a point in there where Bleak's a trumpet player. Denzel is a trumpet yeah. player. Spike plays his friend who's a gambler, okay? And he keeps gambling, losing money. He owes thousands of dollars to Ruben Blades. I don't know if you know who Ruben Blades is. Ruben Blades is a jazz trumpeter. Denzel. He did a lot of uh, um, salsa. He was a jazz trumpeter. He was a, music, a pretty good musician, but he plays the bookie. Yeah. So my man makes this last bet. Renegs on the bat, Samuel L. Jackson, and this other dude, he's been in a lot of Spike Lee movies, come to collect. They beat mm -hmm. Spike up in the alley, all right? And Denzel is doing this incredible solo, actually played, played yeah. by Kenny Kirkland, I believe, the, the actual trumpet solo. He goes out in the alley, he sees his friend all beat up. He gets mad, he punches one of the dudes in the face. Samuel L. Jackson snatches his trumpet from him, hits him in the mouth. Cuts his lip open, all right? And there's points in the movie where Denzel actually says, if I can't play, I'll curl up and die. Yeah. Now he can't play. There was a whole scene where he actually came That name sounds familiar. Year, and he tried to play and he couldn't play. But at that scene, he's out there and he's trying to play this song and it starts, burn, 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 burn. And it sounds good at first and you can see the audience like, oh, okay, Bleak's got back. And all of a sudden, burr, burr, burr. he can't play no more. And he walks off the stage and he hands Spike his trumpet. Mm -hmm. And Trump is like, nah, I mean, um, Spike's like, nah. His name was Giant in the movie. Mm -hmm. Giant's like, nah, man, don't, nah. Nah, man, don't quit. And Denzel had been playing two women, all right? Throughout the movie, he had two girlfriends. At this point, he lost his career. He can't play trumpet yeah. no more. He goes back to one of the women that he was playing and asks her to save my life. I'm dying over here. I don't have nothing else left. And of course, she rejects him. Like, you weren't talking that way when you had the other girlfriend. Now you're coming back here. But anyway, leading, all of this is leading up to she finally takes him back. And then they do a montage of her getting her yeah. pregnant them getting married and the entire time with this montage they keep playing this boom 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 I'm like what is that? Hold up Brian hold up we'll get it we record you probably coming up on our shuffle sound like we frying pork chops in here get on and speak you got something to say there Ryan? no not really I mean what you're supposed to be doing, I'm, you know, but it's unfiltered, so I don't want it to come off like it got to be perfect audio. No. Nah. Mm -hmm. But sorry about that. Please. No, that, no, that's no, that's it. But anyway, so I'm a, I, I need to watch that. Then. Yeah, you you need to. But anyway, what was playing was John Coltrane's "A Love Supreme." Yeah. And I went to there was a place. You remember the Harrisburg Music Emporium? Yeah. 
Shout out to Charlie Hebel. Yes. That was mm-hmm. my dude, yo. Yes. Because and it was only there for a little bit. Yeah, because they kept screwing him around, man. First he was Hold outside we'll Strawberry Square. Then they moved him outside of Strawberry Square. Probably, then his uh, rent, up I on believe our, he said his rent for his little store was like $3,800 I mean, you can, you can get on and And, and this dude's probably bringing you know, in a grand a month. So he basically ran the local businessman out of business. No, not really. I mean, But anytime I wanted some music, I would go to Charlie. And Charlie had these big tones, But it's unfiltered, so I don't want it to come off Now it's all on It got to be perfect. But when I mentioned something, he had to go in these books. But. So I was like, yo, man, Sorry have about you ever that. heard of John Coltrane? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, a, I, I need to watch that then, what you're saying. Yeah. You ever heard of a Love Supreme? And I was like, he yeah. was like, look, like, exactly, looking at me like, have I heard of a Love Supreme? Yeah. I was like, yo, can you yes. order that for me? Yes. He was like, yeah, I don't have it in. He yes. Like, and it was John only Coltrane there for a little bit. The first John Coltrane album I picked up was an album called Meditations. And Meditations was the abstract free jazz that John got into later on. Which I'm like, what the freak? That's he had Pharrell Sanders and Rashid Ali on drums, and it was like, there was no structure to the music. I was like, this ain't what I was looking for. But I picked up Crescent, and that's when he had Wise One and all this other stuff. So anyway, shout out to Spike Mm -hmm. Lee because Spike Lee opened up an entire world of jazz to me by introducing me to John Coltrane. Because once you learn about John Coltrane, he probably looking at you like you was crazy. He learned about Thelonious. Then he learned about freaking. Elvin Jones and all these other other artists, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I recommend that movie. Watch Mo Better Blues. That's the joint. Well, here's the thing. Before we get out of here, if you had it off the top, because mm-hmm. I know it's tough, off the top, you got to name one movie that you would recommend yeah. that everybody has to see. Jesus. And as I ask you that question, I don't even know. So Everybody has to see. Um, man, I got no ideas. I don't, yeah. I don't mean like introspectively or like uh, to gain knowledge. Just a movie that you love that you like, yo, everybody should see this movie. The yeah. Blues Brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. The freaking Blues Brothers. You go it's, down a rabbit hole. It's kid friendly because there's no sex in it. And the language ain't even That's bad. what's up. But the story of the movie... And the well, here's the thing. Before we get out of here, probably one of the funniest, greatest movies. If you had it off the top, because I know the it's Blue tough. Brothers off was, the top. I mean, you got Dan. You got to name John. Bush, one movie that you would recommend that everybody it. has to John see. John Candy was in it, and all it was. And as I asked you that question, the story was Jake and Elwood so, Blues had a band. Jake, played by John Belushi, was in prison. I don't, and I don't mean like introspectively or pick him up, like. And uh, to gain knowledge, just a movie that you down. love, that you so like, yo, everybody money. should see this movie. And one of the greatest really? things, they went to a church, and James Brown was the preacher. Shaka, Shaka Khan was in the see, choir. Like, you know I haven't seen this forever, because <laughs> I was young, and I don't remember all this. Shaka Khan was in the, was in the, uh, in the choir, and they I were in the I've only back seen that church, twice. Jake and Elwood Blues. And all of a sudden, Jake is like, the band. Like, what? The band. We got to get the band back together. And that was the whole premise, was them going around finding all their own bandmates and putting the group back together and then getting some money to save the orphanage. But the stuff that they had to go through, I recommend that. I need to watch that again, too. Yeah, the Blues Brothers was was, was pretty good. You know, like, with you being older than me, there's a couple movies that I've seen but didn't really understand. Yeah, I got movies like that too. As a youngin, you know, 
See, that's how you know I haven't seen this in forever because I was young and Trading I don't remember was actually all these a, people. A, 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 it was my go-to movie. Like, when I was five, it was about society, man. Yeah. Look what was, they did. When I was five. That was my movie. Like you know, how you, you got kids. You, yeah. They want to watch the same movie over and over. It was Trading Places, Romancing the Stone, Romancing the Stone, Back to the Future, Incredible. Goonies mm-hmm. and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Those are my five. I can't, I can't be mad at none of them. Now, here's a question for you. What's better? So I need to watch that again, too. or the Sandlot. Because, you know, like, would you be older than me? There's a couple of movies that I've seen who didn't really understand. So many quotable and lines you know, from you know, the like, Sandlot. I used to love watching Trade Places just because I love Eddie I was talking to Holden about this and the other I day. Dan we were Ackroyd laughing like we had just watched it. So that's tough. Because I, first of all, narrated and it was my go-to yeah. movie. Like when I was five, yeah, yeah. And when I, yo, when I was five. That was my movie. Yeah. Like you know how you, you got kids. You, they want to watch the, the same Goonies. movie over and over. And see, it was Trading Places, right. and the Romancing Stone, yeah. Back to the Future. I had, we had a dog. We was all Goonies and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Those were my five. <laughs> Those were my five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That, what's better? That's, if somebody came in, it was like, no, you can't. What are these movies you got to oh, pick? The other one you can't watch for the rest God. of your life. Fam. I mean, who's better right. than Benny, dude? I hated Benny because all the girls like Benny. Yeah, Yo, course. that's tough because, I, first of all, what? narrated movies, you got me. <laughs> what do you did narrated, I'm in. Show Smalls TV, couldn't catch. Whatever, I'm, I'm in. And he was just like, go out there, uh, put your glove on. Damn, that's tough. I'll take care of it. And then, the Goonies is an adventure. Hey, you got a fireplace, man? Yeah. 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 Throw the hat in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Benny was great. So he many, was that yo, older kid that had so many look at you as a childhood kid. That you points of, oh, man. Yeah, I, I had to get you, bro. That's you, you, I mean, you came with the what movie. That's tough. But the Goonies, oh, here's see, another one. and I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need Christmas listeners. Yeah. Goonies, Sandlot, too. or Christmas Story. By the way, they're redoing. They're not redoing. I hated Benny because all the girls. But they're like doing Benny a part two to the Christmas up. Story. So he was, he was with my Peter new addition as a grown man. Like the real, yep, it's gonna be on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. I, dude. I, you know what? I must be, you know, like kind of. Yeah, slow I got you. Cause I leave that on all day. Yeah. Because no yeah. matter what yeah, entry point you come in in the movie, it's at a good part. <laughs> when yeah. Ralphie wrote that daggone uh, that, thesis about getting that gun, and I don't, his I don't like it, man. I don't like that you put me in this C spot. Because that's tough. It said you'll shoot your eye out. That's tough. You'll shoot your eye out? Yeah. And then when he was walking home, and that snowball hit him in his glasses, dude. See, Scott didn't know what he was doing. He had no idea. He did that little Really? <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Remember, Scott, next time I tell you to come, you better come. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't come on demand. <laughs> but when he hit him with that snowball, it would hurt. And because I know you been, man, I know you put your heart and soul yo, in he something was and got so, a C plus. Yeah, it was like, those nah, three nah. 
two of them yeah. you can never watch again in life. Oh. Nah. Nah. But that's what you said. That's what you said. The meekest. <laughs> he, was, he was like, you know what? She shut down my dream. A young now I got to deal boy. with you. It, it has a special place. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forget the Christmas story. Just the Sandlot. Goonies or Sandlot? Goonies or Sandlot? Think about the characters in the Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's the, the it two went behind his glasses? That's the that's the cold. It's the Colossus of Clout. The Colossus of Clout. Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> Think about the characters. Yeah. Damn. Like, baby. Oh, well, man. and it took place in like the I, I, I love that. I love when they do the old school. I don't. Like I can't do it. I can't do and it. And you felt I, smalls too because we all been in places yo, where Goonies we don't know nobody. Has a special place. And it was summertime. And you it see has kids a very, playing on very, the block. very special place in my heart. But the Sandlot. It's a back old scene when it was on the roller coaster. Come on, man. My darling lover girl. You know what? Mm. Goonies might be out of there. And I know, I know everybody yeah. knows me. If you listen, if you're listening, oh. you know that you like, nah, not you and the Goonies. Mm. The Goonies might be out of there. Sandlot, Some bro. Guy named I mean, it's for Ruth. me. I can't. Yeah, Sandlot. Like, oh, man. It, and it, it took it, place it, in like the just, 60s. I, mean, I love that. It, it, I love when they like do the said, old it school. It takes you back to a time. Back in the like, day. I know what it's like. Yeah. And you see all the kids and they all yeah. know each other. You got a couple of kids looking at you. The first thing they're going to do is make fun of you. You got to infiltrate that. You know, and for you know what? to go from being the outsider to be, and Benny did This it is going to be tough. Because Wendy remember, they was Pepper like, why do we got this bro. guy on our team? Come on, Benny. Uh, you know what? Damn. And when Benny got hit, Goonies that might be out glove. of there. And I know, and I know everybody who knows me, if he's you okay. listen, if you're and listening, Squints, I know he, that you like when he nah, was not you pool, and the Goonies. And he was like, I've been coming to this. The Goonies might be out of there, life. man. And he was eight. The Goonies came out of the water and did that smile. Oh, this magic moment. He looks like a dead fish. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. That that yeah. is too many. That was a and, and the Christmas story. I love the kids in that. Yeah. But the dad to me was the greatest yeah. Yeah. ever, dude. You used up all the goals <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> well, she, and I like the mom too. Cause she was like delightfully kind of yeah. goofy. You know what I'm saying? I love that, that yo, that he's okay. I watch it all. Give him a little confidence. Cause there's not a bad point in the movie. Like, I don't like this part. And when he slid down that slide. And landed in yeah. that cotton that was just yeah. like comatose. Yo, and, and when he came out of the water and <laughs> did that smile. <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Man, hey, what up, girl? What's going on here, man? Yeah, we doing? You podcasting. We podcasting, baby. Yes, sir. That's my Stella Artois. Same bet. Yeah. I know. It's, it's funny. Yeah. You used up all the glue. Okay. Yo, he was pissed. Yo, he was pissed. I didn't know those came in ponies, man. Shot glass milk. No. It's always been like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the real pony bottle. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Nope. <laughs> enjoy, motherfucker. Same bet. Fuck yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Different outlook. Don't worry, it'll be another game. You'll get another. Well, oh, they can't. I like the Wizards. <laughs> that was uh, Mr. Foul Mouth Milt Larry yeah. made a bet on the Dallas uh, Eagles game. <laughs> Don't insult. Oh, you got the case. You got the case. We was coming to get the case. We was coming to get the case. <laughs> he put the oil in. <laughs> it's funny how you. I've known that dude for 35 years. That's crazy to me. I've known that crazy little bastard for 35 years. But uh, yeah, that that uh, uh, the movies, man. See, like I said, the first time I saw the same. Enjoy. Don't like, oh, worry, there'll be another game. You'll get another. You get the ponies movie. then. <laughs> watch them both. Take the weekend. Watch them both. Yo, he does sound like Joe Pesci, though. Watch more better blues first. I'm, I'm yo, he sounds like blues yo, Jason said. Incredible. Jason's funny as hell. Possum, yo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You I ain't talking like about the goonies. I love the goonies, man. <laughs> I love I never been. Really? Mm-hmm. I wish I had the money to like all of y'all would be like, oh, yeah. I haven't been here, I haven't been because the places I haven't been, but I would love to just y'all. I've never traveled, man. Domestic relations took care of that for me. No doubt. They took care of that. Now like, you ain't going nowhere bro, That's but to work. See, I'm still I'm still <laughs> contemplating. I'm still <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's around his house though. I don't have to do that. <laughs> All right, so I got more better blues. That's the my vacations, dude. Yeah, oh, bring, take your ass you to, to work. Brothers. But you know that that's, that time's coming to an end. Sand I've never been anywhere, dude. I want to go to all. I, mean, I know the Goonies line for line, and I'm a foodie guy, so I want to go to the best restaurant line for line, Washington. And I love Oregon, all the way down to Florida. Like Astoria. You know, I mean, just stupid crap town, like man. that. People, it's a beautiful town. Yeah, I can. I wish yeah. I had the money to like. But All of y'all that be I mean, like, oh, anytime I you been got here, a whole because the places I haven't been, but I would love to just, from Florida. Yo. Yeah, but but my like I said, I just never and been no nowhere, doubt. and I haven't been able to take my boys anywhere because. But did you know they decided. <laughs> <to go laughs> oh, oh, every little step you gonna take. But you know, it's whatever, man. Like I said, I'm, I want to start a new chapter. That that crap is almost coming to an end. I definitely want to travel, man. Oh. I see some stuff. And, but here's the thing: it may not be a good time to travel right now, too. Dude. Kidnap your ass, you never come back. You know what I'm saying? But I still want to go places, man. I like going around here. Yeah. Freaking just the other day, Holden yeah. had to stay home from school because someone was threatening. Might want to avoid Florida, but. I'm like, you know, Florida I remember when I was in school, oh, been somebody a crazy. brought a knife to school. Continue day, to be a little and crazy. It was like, oh my God, he bought a knife. Yeah. That's another thing about raising the kids that we're raising right now is they're going through different stuff than what we're going through, man. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about some asshole walking up yeah, in school tight. shooting us. We didn't have to worry about that. And now these kids got to deal with that. They got actual measures that they have to take. Yeah. In case a school shooter. It's like yeah. that's kind of nah. that's kind of sad, dude. That's really effed up. Nah. Yeah, man, you yeah. think about that. You go to school I don't and you don't like know going around out that public weird kid. kid. It may not even nah. be the weird kid. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Now. And they just go in there and, and just you know, shoot up the place for no freaking reason other man. like the whole Columbine thing, which is what, thirty years ago. Yeah. Cause they ain't have no friends. Yeah. 
That was. Don't do that. Was that thirty years ago? That was like nineteen ninety something. Don't do that. That was it was ninety. Yeah. It was ninety nine. All right, cool. It's, well, well, 23 years ago? <laughs> it ain't it ain't been seven years no. difference. Like, yo, 1999 was 30 years ago? Oh. It ain't been 30 years, I mean, th- seven years difference. That is true. Yeah. After a certain point, like after your 21st birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Or your 50th? It don't yeah. matter. Yeah. You're just happy to be alive. That's why I told you, like, <laughs> last year, my wife, what do you want to do for your birthday? Nah. Like, it's it could be anybody yeah. now. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I need to make y'all cake. Yeah, go <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you give me a game or something. I don't know, man. You know, I'm just happy to be here, dude. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know I, I'm 52 years old. There's a lot of dudes I grew up with, man. Don't do that. That either they're physically dead don't, or don't, just dead in some Don't do that. that was, it was, 90, you know it was, it was 99. All right, cool. Their lives, teeth look like they've been brushing Don't say 30, bro. I was like, <laughs> said 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, you know, just out of shape, been smoking for 40 years. It's like... <laughs> that is true. Tearing your teeth out the frame, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did? What do you mean? Yeah. Did? That's why I tell people. Like, yo, yo, you know wife, what? What do you want to do for your birthday? What's like, funny about that little skit? I just it took go to me, work. Shut up. Shut up. Maybe I need to make y'all a cake. Like, it took me shut until up. about two years to go. <laughs> Because remember that skit, Method Man mumbles something. Yeah, word. And they started saying, man, get the F out of here, porn. And I couldn't hear what he said. You know what he said? He probably took the tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why he was snapping out all of them. I've been trying to figure out what he took the tape. He probably took the tape. <laughs> and it was clouding him, dude. But yeah, time flies, dude, because it don't seem like. <laughs> really? Oh, they did? I guess we, we what wrapping mean it up. They did. Put they a bow like on a it. We need to get to another subjects. Huh? We could do that. It's up to you. You doing all the editing. You're the you're the techie 93? guy, and I'm just talking. See, everybody's saying that I ain't tech. I don't know nothing. I just fiddle. Dude, well, were you the fit? I'm Pause. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Middle name Diddler, Fiddler Diddler. I've been trying to figure out what a killer tape. You can't even say nothing now, dude, without somebody be like, "What you say?" Yeah, I mean, sometimes people say things and we ain't paying attention. Yeah, it'd be like, "Oh, we've been sitting here for two hours, bro." Exactly. You just you just go keep on sitting there like you just didn't say. Do we want to split it in half? Yeah, man. But yeah, you the tech guy, man. Chop it up. I, I did have a couple of people. See, everybody be saying that. I ain't tech. I don't you know. know nothing. I just fiddle. Talking about. <clears throat> they call it Pause. I just did. Interview. I'm like, it's not really an interview. Whatever. You know, nah, you gotta, you gotta nah. Quote, quote I take it back. That's on the Fiddler. <laughs> you first. What's your quote? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just live or just live? <laughs> nah. Live live. All right, I'll yeah. answer that. I mean, because you know, sometimes people say alive. things and we ain't paying life, attention. It's quality of life. And then they stand in there butt I'll ass and then you like, you Maintain, because sometimes that's all you can do. You want to yeah. do this, you want to do that, yeah, shit don't go right. The fiddler. But just maintain <laughs> where you at and you'll be all right. And even when somebody does you wrong, you got to consider the source and don't let it change how you react to things. Nah. 
Well, you got it. You got it. There's a lot of unhappy people today. out here, man. That's and if you walk too. around with a smile start doing on your that face, quote, they, they don't dead. appreciate that. Nah. Freak you smiling at. But if you walk with me, just live. Yeah, man. But, you know, a lot of people ain't into that smile. Just live. Live yeah, live. This is also. Because some people be living, good but they ain't live. My brother. You know, this dude's name is uh, mm. actually Eddie Murphy. I'm sure you didn't know that. Mm. His name is Eddie Murphy. Word. We call him Bruce, but it's Eddie. Y'all I changed my that. name in here for, uh, for my email. Yeah. Everybody was like, who is Edwin? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to go by my professional name now because everybody, what do you like to go by? Like yeah, to considering the source like is a big right. It's a big Man, name. my name is Cola Outlaw, bro. That's a built-in insult, man. Left nah. I gotta say the middle Your one too. Tell me middle name. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I'm through, Daddy. Absolutely. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, another <laughs> listen to Don over there fucking laughing. <laughs> I changed my name in here for uh, great time for my email, and everybody was like, "Who is Edwin? Who is that?" I'm like, "I gotta Peace go by to my everybody name now because everybody's. What do you like to go by? Do you like to go?" And I'm like, "I don't like either one of them, to be 